in five, four, three, two, one. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. You got the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your hubbearer. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Welcome in, everybody. It is Monday, November 13th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. We are coming to you from the world-famous University of Louisville College of Business Studios here in sunny and unseasonably warm Louisville, Kentucky. Cars fans, take your career to new heights with an MBA from the University of Louisville. It's a 12-month program that accelerates your career trajectory with convenient in-person evening classes. They've got 11-month paid internship opportunities as well. It's the MBA that pays. Get started today and earn your degree in just one year. Visit business.louisville. .edu to find out more. We're on the air today from 3.05 until 6 here on 14.50 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the United States of America and beyond. You know, it's better as the big X. Mike Rutherford's here. Trevor Kelsey's here. We're excited about being back here after a eventful weekend of Cardinal Athletics and also non-Cardinal Athletics. Here's what we're going to do today for the next three hours. We, you know, we're on the air until 6. We are going to pretend as though the Louisville football, the thrilling comeback victory over Virginia was actually played on Saturday. Because I can't talk about basketball for two and a half hours or more. I can't do it. I can't do it. So, Trev, what was your favorite part of, uh, of Saturday night's victory? It was the Jack Plummer touchdown, the Isaac Garendo run. Still, we haven't had a chance to react to it yet. Let's talk about it today. It was, and Mike, nice to talk to you too, by the way. Am I, am I sounding loud? You sound fine. You sound good. Right, I want to turn myself down. Um... I think the most exciting thing for me from this weekend's uh, Louisville football game was the, uh, the the showing of heart, not backing down and not falling to a team that you should beat anyway. Finding a way to win. Finding a way to win and not just giving up and you know chucking up passes and you know not 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 looking not even trying to you know give the ball to someone else. Just you know three guys just you know throwing passes to each other. You know it's just. Yeah, it was a it was a good Saturday night win, so I, was, I let the kids stay up Sorry, late because no school on Sunday. Blending so, the sports together over so here. that felt good. It was it was. I mean, we're not going to do this really, but it's. I wish we could. I wish we could. We're going to have to talk a little hoops today, probably a lot of hoops today because that's what people are going to be out for blood, deservedly so. Talking about uh, Kansas basketball, Kansas basketball, U of L women over to Paul last yeah, night. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Great victory uh, on national TV. It was nice to see the ladies uh, play a game on the AC network for the first time this year. Jeff Walsh has a squad. We. Uh, I would actually like to. I would rather spend three hours talking about how the U of L women are two and zero and drop two spots in the AP poll to number nineteen. Like the fake outrage that we could bring. I can't believe Indiana's ranked in front of us. Let's talk about this for two and a half hours. Text at five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. 
Uh, before we get into what we're really going to talk about today, and the, the, there's still plenty of football to talk about. I know we rehashed the victory over Virginia at length on Friday, but certainly with Louisville being a national player right now this late in the season, number nine in the AP poll, we'll find out where they are in the college football playoff rankings tomorrow. I would assume they'll be number nine in that as well. Bowl projections, ACC championship game scenarios out there. There's still plenty of football to discuss, but obviously basketball will take some time today as we react to the loss to Chattanooga on Friday. But before we get to that, TK, how are you? How was the weekend? Uh, kind of like the basketball game, uneventful. No, not not a lot going on. Just kind of chill. Didn't have didn't you know? Didn't have to put anything on the line on Saturday and Sunday for myself for my own heart. So I uh, got to sit back, relax. Didn't get a lot of TV watching. I took I took the weekend off of upload because I'm waiting for the rest of season three to load. No pun intended. Uh, and pretty much that was it. Just kind of chilled back. Didn't win a lot of money. Uh, watched your line. Won some money on your uh, lost money on your lines. You didn't cover, but they won. I ask this question every Monday. You're expecting something new? Hoping that it's going to be like, I actually went for a hike at Red River Gorge. Just like something. It's like in Goodwill Hunting, where he's like, you know what the best part of my day is? <laughs> but I go up to your door every single day, and I think for a second, you may not be there. No explanation, no nothing. It's like me, except I'm, I'm hoping that it's like the opposite. I'm hoping that you're actually doing something. I'm trying to think if I did anything that would make you proud. Did um, you leave the house? Today? No, that, that's a no. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's a straight no. I don't think I got in my car between the time I got home on Friday night from the St. X loss to Trinity <laughs> until I literally got in my car at 2.20 to drive here. That was a beatdown, by the way. Uh, yeah, Go Rocks. I know. I was kind of, second quarter, we're in different studios. Dave's doing the uh, Trinity game from you know, our old studio across the hall. Uh, and when Trinity went up like 34-7, he, I could hear him laughing as I'm in here chanting, running clock, running <laughs> clock. <laughs> I'm like pounding the desk. I'm like, let's go, running. So that was good for we you, We didn't get right? it, but, you know, it ended pretty quickly. So that's good for you, right? Cause no more Senex games on the Big Axe. No, unfortunately. Well, we've got basketball coming up. So that's oh, not thought, for like two weeks. Oh, that's why you were rooting for Trinity. I thought it was self-interest. It was. It was. It was It was to get a couple weeks off, at least. Okay. Well, there's yeah. that. Yeah, he's got to come back next week to do Trinity and who do they play? Uh, Ryle or something? McCracken County, McCracken? I believe. Get yeah. McCracken. Yeah, they, they, they re, you know, they're, they're reseeding now in the quarterfinals based on RPI. So... Uh, male plays Frederick Douglass, who actually beat Trinity earlier in the year. Yeah, nah, and then uh, Louisville. I mean, Trinity. I think will play McCracken County. Ballard's is still in it. They upset Manuel in double overtime. They're still rolling, so I, you know, they're playing a game as well. Male was getting the game at halftime. That's what it sounded came, like. Fern Creek came out with the onside kick. They they came out ballsy, and when it was tied fourteen all at half. Creek Dogs. And when I got home, the final score was thirty-two to uh, fourteen. Troy Miles. He's uh, his alma mater. <laughs> yeah, he was. I bet he was out there rooting on him. I'm kind of rooting for Male now because they, they've got the. the me. Well, it, it, kind of. I mean, you're, you didn't go to mail. You act like you did because they're good at sports. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like every Duke fan. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's basically I have a relative who works there. Oh, yeah. My cousin actually went to Duke. That's why I'm a fan. <laughs> uh, but they've got I me. Mean, the running back just recently committed to Louisville's a preferred walk-on. Isaac Siles, who's a 2025 offensive lineman, is being heavily recruited by Louisville. Uh, I think Max Ganey, if, if he, he's probably going to get a scholarship offer somewhere. The kid's legit. But if he doesn't, would love to see him be a preferred walk-on at Louisville. So you got a lot of guys on the male team that could be, you know, future cards. So go dogs, but also go rocks. That's what the Brahmer does. It just locks down the city. Go rocks more. Go rocks more. Uh, speaking of of guys who could become former, have you heard the, the the rumors that are out there now 
with Texas A&M firing Jimbo Fisher, which is hilarious. Well, you know, I you know that made me smile. It was it was like singing out an electric truck in, in my neighborhood driveway. <laughs> it paying, made me smile a little bit. Paying a seventy three million dollar buy, I don't want to hear after anymore. he won a game. I don't want to. It won a game fifty one to ten. How do you get fired when you? That's like getting fired on your day off, Craig. I did love that Mississippi State today was like, well, I guess we got to fire Zach Arnett. I mean, it looks pretty dumb if we're not going to. Like <laughs> now, 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 I want to know. Did I didn't see who who got the interim job? Please say Petrino. Please. Say they haven't Petrino. announced it yet. They haven't even announced it. No. I mean, I. See, I just that's the first thing I thought was please tell me Petrino's getting the, the uh, intern, intern. I mean, he job. seems to be, he seems to. Be, I guess no, they they did announce it today. I guess Elijah Robinson. Uh. Is the interim coach. Is Petrino, did he stay or did he bounce? Petrino's still there. I mean, at least in body. He he didn't even get the interim job? No, they probably were like, this was his plan the whole time. (laughs) It probably was. But $73 million. I don't want to hear anything about how we can't buy out Kenny Payne after this season. I I mean, it's just, we're talking about $8 million. In fairness, A&M does have a lot of money saved up. I mean, have you seen the overalls their students wear? They haven't bought new ones in 30 years. Mm -hmm. I mean, imagine Petrino being like, Interacting with those people as the interim head coach—that's probably why they were like, "We can't do this." Him going to like one of those yell practices and being like, "Toot Rudum, Toot him. no good, Mississippi State Bulldogs." Did we buy Petrino? And I didn't know you could wear overalls with no shirt underneath anymore. I went to the yell team practice and they're wearing overalls with no shirt, and I—I I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> For my birthday next year, you do the whole show in Petrino voice. I can do that. <laughs> That's my gift. It's That's May. your gift to me. It's May. Nobody cares. <laughs> it's in April, but it's okay. Close I always enough. say May. Well, it is the last week of April. It's April okay. 26th. So you're closer than you are farther away. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks <laughs> Thanks for saving me and being a good friend. You're welcome. Um, you're in August. I am in August, correct. August 27th. I'll see you. That's the way we can remember. You're, uh, you're late August. Yeah. You're late April. Okay. I, for me, I always say May with you. I don't know why. Um, because I'm wrong. <laughs> That's a pretty simple reason. I mean, for the record, you've only known me like two years, so it's pretty good anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we see each other every day. I, I, I bet you if I call my buddy Rube right now, I've known him for 25 years, one of my birthdays, he'll be like, uh, in a year? <laughs> Is it on Facebook? <laughs> Is it on Facebook? That's what he'll say, probably. We want to hear from you today on uh, on the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. Always welcome your thoughts on the text line, especially on Mondays. There's plenty to react to. Uh, get those thoughts in now, and then become a Refreshing Rewards member after you're done with that. It'll save you money at the pump, and save you money inside anytime you stop into one of this area's 43,622 Thornton's locations. There's that many of them for a reason. They're giving you the best deals all football season long, but you have to become a Refreshing Rewards program member to do so. Open that app store up, download the Refreshing Rewards uh, members app, and then boom, you're done, you're saving money, and you're texting us at 502 414 I mean, it, it doesn't surprise me Adam would let Jimbo Fisher go. It just surprised me the timing they let him go. Me too. It, it kind of I mean, came I mean, out of nowhere. I know, it's just, I know I'm not we kid. You just came off a win. But, I mean, you still got, what, two weeks left in the season, three weeks this season? I mean, you're not like four and six. You're six and four, which isn't great. I know that's not what Adam wants. But, and don't get me wrong, it's the right decision. They should have done it, you know, I don't know, like how long has he been there? Five years? They should have done it five years ago. But he was a horrible hire to begin with. But, but the, the the point that I was getting to, the, the, what, what started the entire thing was actually that there, you know, because Jimbo Fisher has been fired, you know, there is there are tons of rumors out there, tons of murmurings, tons of vague references to the fact that the old U of L football recruiting class of 2023 could be getting the band back together. Pierce Clarkson's t- tweeting about the trio, Bertie Brahms tweeting about the trio. You know, we got people on on Instagram posting like eyeball emojis with pictures of Deuce Adams and also pictures of DeAndre Moore. Do you remember a few weeks ago when I was like, hey, there's a, a wide receiver? 
a name from the past that might be on. Might be on. A no, room. they all didn't go to A and M though. Did might I? Reach, I might, just might be, did. I'm just saying. Might, okay. be, might be reached. Remember when I said that? And then we had like seven. I think you actually called when I said that, so you don't know what I'm talking about. But we had like seven thousand people trying to guess who the wide receiver was. Hmm. 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 Things may be happening. I don't know. Things may. Be, maybe there's this wide receiver upgrade coming soon. I don't know. I don't know. I have to keep an ear out. But people are talking about Ruben Owens. People are talking about DeAndre Moore. People are talking about other guys potentially transferring in. I do think it's going to be a transfer portal heavy offseason yet again for Louisville. I, mean, I think we're also going to lose a decent amount of guys. You're talking about just the wide receiver position. I think you're going to lose some guys there. I think that this, the staff loves Chris Bell. I think they'll, they'll do everything they can to keep him for sure. But outside of that, I mean, there's maybe one or two other guys they're going to really, really work to keep. But some guys probably want more snaps to go their way. And I think you're going to see them lose some guys and then try to upgrade in the portal. Uh, Unfortunately, that's, that's what happens when you're a uh, top-level championship program. That's it's, it's the way it's going to be from this point forward. We've got a big football week ahead. I'm doing everything I can to avoid talking about basketball. Uh, we've, How about them cats? Cats did not. I, I thought they would be competitive. They were not uh, at all against Alabama, which, you know, that seems to be what they do in, in bigger games. But uh, that that happened. That happened over the weekend. It was not a good weekend for scoreboard watching. Like, I, you know, I was, I was excited to do my first, finally embrace the, hey, if there's a 6% chance of us making the playoff, let's root for the things that need to happen. And then I think the only game that kind of went our way was we needed Ole Miss to, to go ahead and lose to Georgia. Which we kind and of figured did. that was going to happen anyway. Yeah, and that was pretty expected. But everything else that could have happened, Texas handles business against TCU barely. Um, you know, Oregon doesn't lose to USC. Washington doesn't lose to Utah. Penn State lost, which will move us up. Penn State lost, which will move us up. But we see, I mean, you know, lost by Ohio State wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world either. I mean, Michigan, I mean. Um, I don't, you know, we're probably going to be number nine in the CFP rankings when they come out again tomorrow. We are number nine in the AP poll. It's still a, a long shot. But the one that I think everybody was was really focused on as Louisville fan was, you know, we didn't have a game this weekend, but we still had a chance to celebrate on Saturday night. If Duke had knocked off North Carolina, we would have locked up a bid to the the conference championship game. You know, now there's all these weird tiebreakers that are out there that kind of scare me when I'm looking at them because I know the math says I think we have a ninety. Like eight point six percent chance of going, and then I look at the the, the hypotheticals. I'm like, this doesn't seem all that far fled. I mean, just, just tell, just tell me there. that. I mean, if we went out, we were we were in. I mean, that's, if we beat Miami on Saturday, we in obviously. Okay, then yeah, we I, I don't need to worry. Yeah, I don't need to worry about tiebreakers. I don't need to worry about anymore what North Carolina is going to happen. I just need to know that if we do our job, then we're okay. Well, yeah, I mean, you should have known that already. That's well, basic, I just want to make sure math. you're we trying only, to make me nervous. We only have one loss. Nobody else has only one loss. You keep bringing up math, and it's you know, you're making me nervous. Well, it, like the, if we. <laughs> Like we need Carol. If Carolina loses one of its last two games, which they play Clemson and NC State, it's possible for sure. They've possible. been flirting with it for a while. Like we're in. If Virginia Tech loses to NC State or Virginia and Boston College beats Miami or Georgia Tech, like then you start falling down this rabbit hole. And I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to deal with this. We're just gonna beat Miami and get it over with. But the scenario of a three-way tie is the only way. If Vatek and Carolina and us all finish six and two, Vatek gets in, and it's like it's not that. That crazy, like they have two very winnable games. Carolina uh, has two games that they could definitely win. I think at Clemson will be a test, obviously, but NC State has is not been great. Um, and then we could definitely lose this weekend. Like I know the math says one thing, but then I look at it, and I'm like, I don't. This is why I don't trust math. I, I feel like like I feel like this is one of those deals where after this weekend's events, we could be like just terrified going into last week if if we don't take care of business against Miami on the road. But Hopefully I've we take care of business against Miami on the road. But the Duke, did you catch any of the Duke Carolina game Saturday night? I did. I watched almost the whole game actually. That was. I think I even remember I texted you at one point, being like, "Dude, it 
was an all-time screwjob. Is it me or did job. Duke just get screwed? It's an I'm, absolute screwjob. But I tell you what, it was Tobacco Road on Tobacco Road crime. I mean, this is just... And, and I guess it almost didn't cost them because they did score the touchdown on the next drive, but and had to go to overtime. But that, that, that all that stuff should have been moot. I mean, that was a yeah. clear-cut interception. I, I know that when you go down to the, the ground, I guess the rule is if you're, you're simultaneously holding it, the offense gets the possession. But the fact that he didn't even, he didn't even have it. the ball, the player, the defensive player had the ball when they hit. It was it was that was terrible. They didn't even review it, which was awful. Well, that was the other thing I couldn't take because I was watching. I'm like, I know you got three timeouts. Are you just worried that? You're going to lose this challenge and then only have two timeouts to, to go on a possible game-winning drive. And I mean, There's I'm no st- challenge in college football. They're, they're supposed to review it on their own. I thought you could only review it over two minutes. I thought under, under two minutes were reviewed. No. Is that just in They the review every play. I mean, yeah, college football is – But you could but Duke, 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 could call, Duke could call timeout and like, or at least request they a challenge. They could, but, I mean, the, the, the ACC is under no obligation. Like, it's supposed to be on them. It's on the replay officials well, to be ridiculous. like, hey, we need if it's close, if anything's remotely close – we stop the game and we look at it. I mean, remember the pit game? Hell, I mean, Georgia Tech game this year, our first, like, seven plays were, like, all reviewed. It was taking forever to play the first quarter. Like, that's on them, and they didn't even stop play. Like, they just kept going. No. And then there was the one play where the dude was obviously down inbounds, and they, they stopped the clock for Carolina. And then in, on their, what, two-point conversion or the touchdown in overtime, they've got a lineman in the end zone, and they don't call an illegal man <laughs> downfield. He's, like, hiding from the referees. He's ducking down because he knows he's, he's screwed up. Like it was just a, it, it was annoying. I was hoping that we could have at least something that we could celebrate on Saturday night. That would have been fun to be like, hey, let's start you know, Charlotte Hotel, put, like you know, start booking the hotel, start getting ready to make our road trip, like get ready for all this stuff. But to quote the, uh, you, know, you know, I'm not going to to quote Pedro Serrano exactly, but he does say, "F you, Duke." We, I mean, we do, do it ourselves. Do you feel the ACC is just in in the mix of trying uh, of already the works are, are to screw us out of the ACC title game? Well, they're they making sure they're, they're gonna we're gonna find out in, in Miami when we get just completely hosed by every call. Well, if they want to do that, then we wouldn't have gotten that, that nice whistle on Thursday night against Virginia. Well, I, they're saving it. They're they're, <laughs> they're saving it for the more heartache. On one hand, I guess that they're you could say like, well, they want some attention on the last week of the regular season. Like, people, they want those games between North Carolina and Virginia Tech to matter. But on the other, I'd be like, it's, it, you know, those who's, who's really going to be watching North Carolina versus NC State on that last Saturday when, you know, you've got Ohio State-Michigan going on, you, you've got other bigger games that actually have a direct impact on the, the playoff race, even more going on. Like, I, I would say it would be more in their interest to want to have 11-1 Louisville versus 12-0 Florida State. Like, if they're going to be screwing anybody over... I would hope that they would be screwing over Miami this weekend because if you have like Louisville, if let's say we get to like number six in the CFP rankings and FSU is number four, like that's a super attractive game to have on in that final week before the the, the bowl game start. I would hope that that would be in the, like more of an interest for them than just protecting North Carolina or whatever. But I, I thought Saturday night was weird. The officiating was terrible. I also thought it was super weird that everybody at UNC stormed the field after. I mean, you are a ranked team. Storming after beating your Carolina fans, storming after you're beating your unranked arch rival, like that's you know that that's 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 low, super low. North Carolina, I mean they were partying like they just won everything. I mean it's 
you know, Mac Brown was jumping around and, and he's crying. Were going he in cried. Yeah. <laughs> they beat Duke playing without their quarterback, an unranked Duke team that didn't have its star quarterback. You beat them in double overtime, aided by like four believe, or five terrible think, calls. Think, didn't the stats say they beat them like sixteen in a row or something? Or like Mac Brown's undefeated versus them? He's thirteen. He's, yeah, he's thirteen and zero. Yeah, so you've never even lost to him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, this is the game that you choose to cry. And like, there's not like a space on that field. Like everybody in the stands stormed the field. I was like, what are you guys doing? Have some self respect. But it's speaking okay. of lack of self respect, can we can, can can we can we make more sorrow note? We'll pour one out for the passing of Jim Harbaugh. Who apparently watching any Michigan game post game, assuming he has passed away, he has right. Oh no, he very much is alive. I don't. No, no, no. There's no way. Have you seen the quotes today? Jim Harbaugh's dead, right? He died, right? He made quite the impact today. I mean, he he was forget about forget about the reaction over the weekend. (laughs) He was in a plane crash. I thought him coming out today and and like calling them America's team (laughs) is the most brash self-absorbed thing that I think I've ever heard in my entire life. Have you ever seen a school or a team look for so much pity when they're the ones that were caught red-handed guilty for cheating? I mean, their president is giving a speech, I mean, like, <laughs> acting like that they've been persecuted by some sort of just, like you know, communist uh, dictatorship regime. I'm like, which, you got caught cheating. That's Lil, all that there is here. Louisville done this during, the, during, like, the stripper stuff? Like, it's not our fault. We're just trying to put these young ladies through junior college. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you dismiss the future of these young ladies? I, yeah, I mean, like, you know, we did the whole, like, we've got your back thing, but that was after we self-imposed a postseason ban. Like, we we weren't trying to say that, like, you know, this is all okay. I think that we, I think, justifiably feel like we got an overly harsh deal from the NCAA, but there was nobody at UofL that was like, we are, this is all a setup. This is all, this is all a rouge. Like, you know, we may have had issues with Indiana and in, in how this whole thing came about, but very clearly, some wrongdoing took place, and we were like, yeah, we're going to have to be punished to, to some degree. But Michigan is sitting here being like, this is absolutely nothing happened. This is this is just completely made up. Like, this is, we will fight, and we will persevere, and you'll never bring us down. It's like, you you got caught cheating. That's all there is Your to it. Your coach has been suspended twice this year for two different things. Let's not forget the beginning of the year he was suspended for the other issue. I forget. I don't even remember what it was he was doing. The cheeseburger. But yeah, it, but and, it wasn't and, just and they're out there the showing the fours in line. And I mean, it's, that was when he was dead. That was the first time he was dead. That's the first time he died. He's died twice this year. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> anyway, is he gonna come back a third time and give it to Jesus? And then they had Sharon Moore, who formerly was a Louisville coach, who now he's the interim head coach while Harbaugh's out. He, I mean, he's he's crying. All, all these Michigan men, too, cussing on national TV. He's dropping F-bombs left and right. He's just cussing. Desmond uh, Howard on, on College Game Day is, is saying it's BS like and saying the actual word on live TV. Like, all these Michigan men that are supposed to be so above the, you know, integrity and all this stuff, like, they're just, they're, you know, cussing on, on live TV about stupid stuff. It's, get out of my face. It's ridiculous. Congratulations. You beat a team who's 1-16 versus top five franchise pro- programs. Zero offense whatsoever. Yeah. It's so frustrating watching Penn I mean, State. I, I mean, I, 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 my fanhood for Ohio State is not as what it was when I was in, like, my teens. Because, you know, in the 90s, I, 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 I kind of leaned more. I liked Ohio State football because, well, I mean, I didn't have anything else to do. And it's, it's diminished heavily over the last 20 years. I'm going to get you one of those hoodies that those kids had this weekend that said, like, uh, was it, like, Kent Bama or whatever like that. No, it was like Lord. half Kentucky, half Alabama. I will say this though. I'm gonna get you a Louisville, like Luo, uh, Louis, Ohio. Hey, at least they're both. Just give me a oh, solid Louisville. red one. We'll call it even. Uh, this is why I'm Danny. Um, but I'm, I'm Danny I, hates Ohio State. Though. I am rooting for Ohio State so much against Michigan. Kent Bama. 
Danny wants to see Ohio State beat Michigan this year, right? Uh, no, he's 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 doing the I'm a good husband thing. I'm a Michigan man type deal because his whole oh, that's right. His wife and her entire family are like diehard, and she's very her his wife is very much in the like. I think that something happened, but we're being terrible treatment. We're we're being unfairly punished by all this whole thing. I'm like, come on, Kim, come on. It's not our fault. Ohio State ratted us out. Yeah, the Kent Bama hoodie was the one that was at the UK game this weekend. I didn't see that. I saw there was like several, and I was like, oh, big Mark Stoops, Nate Oates guy. Hmm. Interesting. Didn't watch a lot of that game. There wasn't any reason to. I didn't watch very much of it. We were out and about on Saturday. I didn't get to watch much. What'd you do on Saturday? Just kids out doing stuff. I'm going to live vicariously through your out 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 of the house life. But what did you do? We went to a little ballet in the morning, a little uh, bookstore action. Should have picked another life to live vicariously through. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you, <laughs> there's nothing about the, I chose poorly on this one. Mary's cousin's house for dinner. Like, you know, just the, Wow. Yeah, not exactly. I mean, where do you think we're taking two kids under the age of four? You think we're, we're going to like a rave in the middle of the afternoon on Saturday? <laughs> no, I thought it was something over. Just took him to the bar? <laughs> Maybe I don't. You dropped them off outside. Yeah. Didn't Ooh, daycare at a bar. That'd be genius, wouldn't it? Yeah. Did not happen. Million dollar idea right there. Bookstore is fun. All right. Uh, do you want to talk about basketball after the break? I think that was a bookstore. No, I think we should go to break. That's what I said after the break. Oh, no. After the break, I think we should drink. Okay. We can do that, too. <laughs> All right. When we come back, we'll talk about Louisville's loss to Chattanooga. The reaction. I mean, you know, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Monday here on 1450 and 96.1. The Big X. SAA. It's another cookie sunrise staring slowly across the sky. Said goodbye. He was just a hired hand. Their theme today? Working on the Right now it's just getting tequila. I can't hear you on the music. Right now it's just getting drunk on tequila while we talk basketball. But, I'm uh, fine with that. But no, it's uh, I, I actually it's an, I don't know. I just I didn't get to watch them on Sunday. I went with all Eagles today. Okay. You don't like the Eagles today. No, you've you've done a few Eagles days before. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fine. Eagles fan. What can I say? I don't think I've done it multiple times, have I? You have. It's okay. Monday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450-961. The Big X. Uh, We've reacted to a little bit of the weekend that was in college football. Um, We have to do it. I mean, we talked about everything that we could. I mean, I could have talked like 15 minutes about Virginia's picture day today at school. We we tried. Oh, no, tell me. How'd it go? We tried. We looked for every possible excuse. We didn't want to do it. Now we have to bring up basketball. No, 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 no. So what did she wear for picture day? Did she smile? She looked great. All right, good, 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 good. What about John's picture day? It's tomorrow. What what, what we plan on wearing? The Lions jersey? Aiden Hutchinson's jersey. Yeah. Is he really? He, yeah, he wore it yesterday, actually. Nice, nice. Anyway, we have to talk about Friday night. Any more kids' picture days coming this up? Was, <laughs> this was, for whatever reason. Not a shock to me. Not, I mean, the fact that we lost by 10, though. Well. And that it was that bad, I think, was a shock to... Not a shock, because nothing shocks anymore, right? Yeah. If I mean, we lost to compensate by 40, I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm surprised, but I'm not shocked. Like, nothing would shock me anymore at this point. But <laughs> Friday for 
whatever. I, I think it was the final breaking point for a lot of people. You know, I, I've been kind of you know, outspoken about this hire since before, since before, when it was like in its infantile state. I you know, was not happy, remained not happy. Last season, I thought was an abject failure. That there's no excuse for. There's never an excuse to only win four games at a place like Louisville. I don't care what the punishment is, and there really wasn't even a punishment. Uh, there's just no excuse for it. But there was some hope from some people going into this year. There was even some hope after you know, finding a way to win a game against UMBC on opening night. A UMBC team, which, by the way, in its second game, played at home against Marist and trailed from start to finish and only scored 59 points. Did Rick Smith play in that game for Marist? He did not. No. Go Red Foxes. <laughs> only thing I know about Marist is the three wins. Jaron Jordan once led the uh, the NCAA in assists. That was back in, like, 07. Great, great point card. A great picture on Twitter. Okay, we got to say we have to uh, say Rick Smith and Roy Hibbert okay, together. Okay, we've got. We've got <laughs> you sure you don't want to talk about that instead? Yes. Friday night, though, <laughs> I think it, it broke a lot of people, and the people who were already upset, I think, were even more out for blood. Like I was texting with people, were like, "You need to just go all in on, on Monday." And I'm kind of, I'm like, what, "What else can I say that I haven't been saying for the last year and a half?" You know, do I think this is going to be a failure? Yes. Do I think it's absolutely been a failure already? Yes. Do I think that we're wasting time every day that Kenny Payne remains the head coach of the U of L men's basketball program? Yes. There's nothing like you know what else? Could I, like fire him today? Like you know, I, I I can't say anything else that I haven't already said. Like this is terrible. It's getting worse somehow. Monday night or Friday night, it was, it could have been any game from last season. We told you on Friday what Chattanooga was going to do. They space you out. They take a ton of threes. They spaced us out. They took a ton of threes. They made 14 three pointers according to Kelly Dickey. They're just the 14th opponent in the history of Louisville basketball to make at least 14 three-pointers in a game against Louisville. You had to have been prepared for it. It's not like they, they showed you anything that you, I'm assuming, didn't talk about in the three days, four days that you had to, to lead up to this game. What I think that we see with this Louisville basketball team, because agree or disagree, Trev, like, I don't think that they're just dogging it. Like I, When I watch them play, like I don't... I don't think that it's just a total lack of effort. Now, sometimes they do. There are some some brain farts. And there is a little bit of, but like for the most part, like lack of effort isn't my biggest concern here. Do you, do you agree or disagree? I mean, what, what do you what do you depends what you define as effort? I guess. I think that, I think. See, here's what my point is. I think they play hard. I think they have no idea what to do. Oh, that okay. That, that I agree to. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it looks. Like I, I don't got think no... they play hard all the time. I think I do. They do drop their head on occasion, and that's just lack of confidence. And though. I think, unfortunately, in the case of. A couple players, I think they're there just for their stats. I think two games in, I I don't see them. They're here just to get one on one and just do what they want to do. I mean, you can say their names if you want. To. It's Sky Clark. You're, you're, talking about, you're talking about the backcourt. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, I've already established Trey White's just a, a Kmart version of Roderick Rhodes. He's just the reverse thing, though. He went from USC to the yeah. The <laughs> I, would t- I would take Roderick Rhodes six days a week and twice on Sunday over Trey White. But when I watch this team play, like, like even in the exhibition games, it doesn't strike like last year. There were times where we just straight up didn't play hard. Like guys like, were pissed off; they didn't want to be here, and they were like, "Let's just get this over with." Well, I don't see that. Much Sydney Curry. <laughs> I, I, I don't. See, who, by the way, played great last night. Did he? Seventeen <laughs> points, nine rebounds, one block. I, I don't see that from this year's team. Like I think the effort is there. I think that there's just this. This overwhelming collective unsuredness. I don't think that they have any idea of what they're really supposed to be doing. And I think they also, they play with the, they carry, all of them, carry themselves with this lack of innate trust that they feel like they're being put in positions to excel. Like, when I watch them play, because all of these guys have played basketball at a high level their entire lives. And again, like, we don't need to read off the stars. These are all four and five star former recruits. 
And some of them have had success. I mean, say what you will about Trey White. He was all Pac-12 freshman team last year. He, he was a, a very key contributor on a USC team that was in the NCAA tournament. Like, he knows how to play basketball. Sky Clark was a five-star recruit, started in Illinois as a true freshman last year, knows how to play basketball. Brent Huntley-Hatfield got minutes as a five-star freshman at Tennessee. They all look like they're like, I don't know if this is if what we're doing is is the right thing. They, they seem like they're, they're just always like, guys aren't exploding to the rim. Guys, guys aren't taking open looks when they've got them. Guys aren't cutting hard because I think that they're wondering if they're in the right place. It just seems they play like a team that feels like in the back of their minds something's wrong. Like there's there's not that total trust. When we had, and I, I know people hate doing this, but you have to do it because it's the most recent history of Louisville basketball when we were at our apex. When Rick Patino was here, he's a, he's a madman. Like, he's an insane person behind closed doors. He is a very very difficult person to play for, to work for, to to be around. But people do it because they know that what he's doing, what they're putting them through, works. It gets results. There's a great story in The Athletic today by Brendan Quinn, who's one of the best college basketball writers out there. He spent three days with Patino. Um, He writes about trying to build something great at St. John's. And one of the players that he talks about is Joel Soriano, who was their best player last year. And Soriano is a guy who could have transferred anywhere in the country if he wanted to, chose to stay at St. John's to play for Patino. And during this offseason, he's been like, he's been on me this whole time. He demoted me to the second team. He told me I wasn't good enough to play at St. John's. Like, like he's, he's breaking down film and being like, you know, we won't go to the tournament with you if you don't change all this stuff. And he's like, I've thought a million times about why am I putting myself through this? I could have gotten a huge NIL deal and gone to Kentucky or, you know, somewhere else in the power conference team that's in the top 10. And I chose to say, what was I thinking? And he was like, at the end of the day, the results are the results. You, you trust in the process because you know this guy's going to get it done. And that's how all of his teams played here. Like, Louisville players, they didn't love playing like practicing for Rick Pitino, but they went out there and they knew they were be, being put in positions to have the most success they could possibly have. And they played with that level of confidence every time they touched the floor. Our guys never play with that level of confidence. They play with the confidence level of a team that in the back of their minds is like, I don't think that what is going on here is, is good. And when you hear it from family members of players who have transferred that are like, Hey, the biggest reason we're leaving, it's not because we didn't have a spot. It's because we don't think that that guy knew, knew what he was doing. It just carries more weight, and I, you know, I, I, they should beat Coppin State on Wednesday, but nothing's yeah. really going to change this season. I agree, Coppin Coppin State is bad. Like I was looking over them over the weekend, and I was like, "You're not wrong about that." They, Here's the deal, though: if you took the coaching should, staff they away, should win. If you had if you had 15 players dressed out with no staff there, they would still win that game. They might win it by more than they're going to actually win it by on Wednesday. <laughs> just pull somebody out of the stands, Eddie style, and be like, "You can coach today." Like you watch this team play, like they've there are the pieces there to be a good basketball team, not just say like average basketball team. You've got the pieces there, not to be a national title contender or a Final Four contender or a, a good team by Louisville standards, anything like that. But you've got enough there to be competitive, to win games against the, Chattanooga. The problem is, is, a lot of it's just very raw, and you have nobody that knows how to cook. No, like you, you, you've got. So you, I mean, we, I mean, we've got the guy without the rat pulling the strings around it too. He, he doesn't know how to make anything. I mean, you look at Michael, Mike James, I mean, he's not the most talented, but there's raw talent there. And there's effort, especially as you mentioned. Dennis Evans, very raw. Sky Clark, very raw. Trey White, rawer than raw can be. I mean, Tyler Johnson, Carlos Williams, I did that on purpose. You know, the, the, those, the, there's, there, yeah, there is talent there. There's athleticism there. But you've got to mold it and know how to use it. And we have a coach that just has no idea what he's doing. It's like my mom looking at the remote. 
<laughs> He's just pressing buttons and going, why won't it come on? <laughs> and being like, I think this thing's broken. Yeah, it's, that's it's right. the remote's yeah. fault. Like he's 3.30 seconds into just pressing everything. <laughs> the damn thing's broken. They don't know how to make these. They don't know how to make it. Yeah. And that's what Kenny Payne does in press conferences. We're going to get another, another remote. A like, high character remote. <laughs> a remote that's made from a better manufacturer. And in every press conference, it's the same I'm gonna thing. I'm going to talk about the press conference. I know, but it's the same thing. It's just, it's the kids' fault. We, I'm telling them what to do. They're not doing it. They're not grabbing it. We practice it. We do this. We do that. I, God love Bob Alvano. He like he actually just kind of came back at him a little bit. I don't know if you got to listen to that version. Uh-huh. Of him, where he, I don't remember what Payne said. And Bob Alvano was just like, well, then how do you fix it? I'm like, thank you. I can hear Nick, I can hear Nick Curran like just rolling his eyes next to him on the broadcast. I'm like. Really? I mean, how, yeah, Kenny, how do you fix And then Kenny, who might be in going into politics after this, just continues to give answers without giving answers. Which He just runs around and he's like, you didn't even answer the yeah, damn question. This is what I, I was going to jump in because <sighs> this is at, at a certain point when you're not answering questions, it's not, you know, for a while there, people were trying to do the whole thing where it's you know, KP moves in silence or trust in KP. At a certain point when you're not answering questions directly, it's not because you don't want to, it's because you don't have the answers. And the thing that has that drove me the most crazy about Friday. It wasn't even the play on the court. It wasn't that we were down 20 to a team picked to finish fifth in the Southern Conference. It was the post-game press conference. And like you said, it could have been any one of press conference, any one of the press conferences from last season just put on repeat. It felt like the exhibition game where it's like he's just he's replaying the greatest hits. Can we put let's do that? I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna set this up. This I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull out my producer hat. Later on this year, I'm just going to pick random press conferences, and we're going to name that game. What bothered me the most, and what has has been bothering me the most about the last couple of years, is the use of they, right? He talks about the team as if he's not their head coach. He goes into a question about— God help us. He goes into a question—I mean, I'm paraphrasing here at the end, where he's like, we plan for it, how they shoot threes— we game plan for that. I question if they understand the pride of being in your home building and fighting to get a win. I question that. I question if my leaders could lead young players, talk to them through times, and not make excuses in front of them. It's not acceptable. You are the head coach. Coaches, Last I, I, checked. I, I mean, there's an old adage that every coach will use. Players get the credits for the wins. Coaches take the blame for the losses. No. Kenny Payne never takes the full blame flow. He throws himself into the beginning of an opening statement of like, coach has got to coach better, and then goes into seven or eight answers where he just essentially says, the players aren't getting it. We're doing what we're telling them to do. We're you, They don't understand what it's like to play for that name on the front of the jersey. We've got to get them to understand it. That's your job. You are paid multiple million dollars a year to get these players on the same page as you. There is no they. We're three weeks removed from the pit game, and Jeff Brom's still taking blame for it. There is no they. It is we, and it is us. And you acting like you aren't part of the problem, and it's all... It it flew with a few people last year when you were able to say, well, I inherited this group of players. I didn't have a whole lot of time to recruit them. And next year, we're going to get higher character guys that come from better families that know how to work hard. You're going to see that different type of player. And then we are a year later, and we're two games in the season, and one exhibition loss into the season, and you're saying the exact same bleep. Well, we're, we're telling them to do this, and they're not doing it, and they don't get it. It's not going to fly. It doesn't fly. You are the coach. This is your job. You are paid a You're paid more money than any of us are ever going to make in our lives to do this job. It is on you. These are your players. You are them. It is a we situation, not a they situation. Stop acting like you 
aren't part of this problem and a big part of the problem. It drives me absolutely insane. I've got, I mean, I'll just say it, I've got, I have former players messaging me saying, like, I would coach this team for free just to have somebody stop blaming the players. Like, it is, it is not a total deal where all the former players are, are all in on Kenny Payne, and if he gets fired, they're going to... Like, there are, there are former players who are very upset with the way that things are happening right now. And how could you not be? This is, we are a national embarrassment. Every time that I think we've reached the all-is-lost moment, there's another one a week away. We're not... I mean, I mean, there's no saving this at this point. Unless we somehow, like, pull ourselves up out of this and, and win 18, 19, 20 games... What have you seen through a red-white scrimmage, two exhibitions, and two regular season games that gives you any belief that that's going to happen? We don't look any better than we did a year ago. We've got better players, maybe. We have a full extra year of this new era and this culture building and this new facilitating, whatever it's supposed to be. We're beating terrible teams from the America East by one. We're losing to average teams in the Southern Conference by 10 in games that aren't that close. Getting outplayed. Every team that we play looks like they have a more, like a better game plan, a better idea of how to execute it, and like they know that they're being put in positions to have more success than we are. Like Chattanooga came in, they knew they were going to win the game. They looked like it from the start to the finish. I, I mean, I, I just, it's not acceptable. Like, like the, the, there's nothing about this that is okay. And, and I, I, I'm like, I'm, Starting to hear more and more from people in relatively high positions of power, or people who were in relatively high positions of power, who are like, I, I mean, do, do people at U of L know that this is not remotely acceptable, and that this like this can't continue for a full season? Because we are, I mean, we've been a laughing stock. We're even more of a laughing stock, and we we never get any sort of indication from the guy at the head as far as how it's going to get fixed. We still have never heard him sit down after a four and twenty eight season, the worst season in the history of U of L basketball. He never once has sat down and talked about exactly how he plans to fix it. It's all vague generalities that never get fully realized. It's all, well, we're going to find guys who have the right culture fit. We're going to get the the right type of player in here. We're going to play hard. We're going to be one of the best defensive teams in all of college basketball. How? How? He never goes into the how. There's never any specifics. And at a certain point, like I said, it's not because he doesn't want to give them, it's because he can't give them. Mike, you don't understand what he's doing on a day-to-day basis, cleaning up the mess that he got inherited. It's your mess now. It's your mess. I'm so sick of hearing about the bleeping mess. Everybody had a mess. Arizona, Tommy Lloyd walked into a mess. He just beat Duke at Cameron over the weekend, and they're in top five team now. All the teams that were in in the same situation that we are are thriving right now while we are I mean, beyond a Drew had a mess, and I think he won more games in his first year than we're going to win in two. Scott Drew couldn't play on TV. He wasn't allowed to play non-conference games. He, he still won eight games, I think, in his first year. Did he not? There's just We're not no, going that many in two years. There's just <laughs> no defending it. There's no defending it at all. And nothing ever changes either. Like, like the whole, like, the bench is still the same. When in the middle of games, there's never any real individual instruction. It's Kenny Payne throwing his hands up and being like, I can't believe he just did that. And Nolan Smith jumping up and yelling about something and then putting his hands on his head and going back. Danny Manning being half asleep every now and then standing up. Josh Jameson holding the, the clipboard. Game, for the first time, he's, he's, he's at least standing up. But my God, like nothing ever changes. And if it does, they never tell us that anything changes. So why should we have any faith? I, I want to play the, the clip that Gary Parrish and Matt Norlander. I had to watch the game on my phone so I didn't get to hear the commentary there. So I don't know if I missed anything on that side. 
I mean, outside of what? Like, I mean, nobody was like, this is great. Okay, I'm just <laughs> Actually, this is good, being down by 20 in the second half to Chattanooga. Yeah, I was watching it on my phone while listening to Sanex basically get treated like we were. <laughs> uh, if, you, if you can. Yeah, let me, let me go back to Twitter. I saw you sent me a clip. I sent yeah. you a clip. Pull up the clip. Uh, and I'm not just playing this because they mentioned my name. Um, I promise. But Norlander and Parrish. <laughs> I thought sure. Parrish's rant about UofL and the current state we're in. It summed up pretty much everything. I mean, he's like, he's like, give me one thing that's happened since he got the job that leads you to believe that this can work. One thing. Well, it's got an add on it. One second. Sorry. It should. It should. Is it starting at the thirty-five minute mark? Uh, yeah, thirty-five, thirty-two. Okay, go. Yeah, go ahead and play when the ad's done. All right, I got you. Here we go. Hey, timeout. This is why I love college basketball. Different styles make for different fights, and I hear you all, all, in, all in that. So, how about this? DePaul, Notre Dame, Louisville, LSU, Georgetown. They all lose at home. To mid-major opponents and buy games, which of those five teams do you think is going to finish with the most wins at the end of the season? We can include any type of postseason, and this would probably be just league uh, postseason play. Who are you picking to win the most games, and what's that number going to be, JP? Well, it's not going to be Louisville. That thing. That's already. It was noisy already, and. It's bad. Keep talking. I'm going to bring up this Card Chronicle tweet. Uh, Mike Rutherford does a great job. He had a tweet. Go ahead. I'm going to read it. I'll read it in a second. Like somebody in the chat even said, like, you know, Kenny Payne has to resign. I don't know if he has to resign. But, like, we're going to get there pretty soon. They they are in – like, I'm not trying to pile on. But, like, they are embarrassingly bad for any power conference school, but especially Louisville. As a man who was raised on the Metro Conference, it is unimaginable that Louisville could be this bad at basketball. And as I wrote in the hot seat column a couple of weeks ago, it seems pretty clear to me that at the latest, right after this season is over, they will make a coaching change, and they will wish they did after year one what they, should, what they, what they actually did after year two. They're going to wish they pulled the plug on this after year one year. And you know what? Deep down, I guarantee you they know they should have. They just – and this is the thing I got into conversations with people as February and March approached last year. Every conversation about Louisville went like this. So what do you think? What do you think about the situation in Louisville? Oh, it's bad. So they're going to do something? Nah. Why not? Well, you can't fire him after one year. You're well. If he has another bad year, will you do it? Well, yeah, of course. Is there any reason to think the next year won't be bad? Well, then if you're going to do it a year from now, and you are, what are you waiting on? Well, you just can't do it after a year. Okay. Well, here you go. Enjoy an empty yum center all, all season as opposed to you could have been getting on with it because you knew this was not – it's one thing to have a – like Ed Cooley – whatever happens to Ed Cooley at Georgetown this year will never make me change this opinion. He'll get it figured out eventually. Give, give him – it might take two years. It might take four. Ed Cooley will win at Georgetown. I don't care. He could win zero games this year. I will say that at the end of the year. Because I believe in Ed Cooley. I've seen what he's capable of. Kenny Payne is a first-time head coach who has run a historically strong program straight into the ground to an unimaginable place. And I, there's just no scenario where he's going to pull out of this. That I there, How about this? There's literally nothing that's ever happened since he became the head coach at Louisville that should make anybody think he's going to be a successful head coach at Louisville. And here's how bad it gets. Like you, you lose at home, and it's a no doubt about it kind of loss. Um, you've got people sharing, like Peyton Siva 
sharing a photo of like a packed Yum Center saying, this is what I was playing in front of, no matter who the opponent was, this is Louisville basketball. He's right. And, and he's right. And then Mike Rutherford, did a, who has for a long time done a great job covering Louisville and CardChronicle.com. He does radio there. He tweeted, this is such an embarrassing waste of time, like in the midst of the game. And he's not wrong about that. Uh, I would like to see Louisville please turn this around. I, I, I just have no desire whatsoever to, to continue to see Louisville flame out like this. We'll see. It was obviously a notable loss. My pick is going right, to be Ellis. Got it off there. They don't want to talk about. I mean, because I was hoping they'd say, "I was like, what is that tweet he mentioned?" I think he was trying to find the one where I was talking about how we have we hadn't lost before two years ago. We had not lost a home game in November since 1972, and we have now since been two and six in November home games, which is just embarrassing. I mean, to to Gary, I'll say this to him, and I would say because I mean, when he says, "You know, after year one." I mean, there was the recruit, the, the recruiting class, and and you and yeah, I think you tried to. I think spin, you're right. Do you, you even and, and, and I think you knew it was probably not going to work, but yeah, you trying to spin it at least to be like, hey, listen, we got a top ten class coming in. It was got, the one thing you could point to. Yeah, we got new, refresh a whole new group of players coming in. You know, there was, there was he was you know under the cloud of of all the you know speculation and you know and and also with the KP mafia, you, I mean, you do it after one year. You're trust me with the flower stuff, it's still going to hear it, but. You know, after one year, you're going to get like, well, you didn't give him a chance. You didn't do this, and you don't want to. You don't want that lingering. I'm sure, especially with a no. lot of KP Mafia being some of the older heads in, in, in the in the in the in the you know school's history. So, but that if that was telling Gary. That, that's what I would tell to Gary. Is, is that's 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 the only reason. I think you're right. There's. I don't think any of us knew that it was going to be a, a, a repeat or a, an improvement from year one. But I mean, just gotta just had to do it. That's the one thing that you could say was he he pulled in a top ten recruiting class in his first full cycle. You know the top recruit left for Ireland two weeks right. Ago. Well, Australia, <laughs> Australia. Sorry. And, and the issue is now <laughs> that with the two classes that are upcoming twenty four and twenty five, he's not recruiting at a, at a high level at all. It seems like something has gone horribly amiss there. So you've got the the on court results which speak for themselves, and the off court stuff is just not happening the way that it was supposed to. I, I mean. I guess you, the the one thing that I will say, and I made this point like two years ago when it first was starting to become clear that there was a, a strong push for Kenny Payne, at least you can say like we we tried this. We appeased that portion of the fan base and the, the former players that have been pushing for this for basically 25 years to have a, a former player, a crumb guy, take over the program. Like you guys don't, you have no idea what you're talking about. Like we know this is the way that it's going to be. We're going to restore us to our former glory. Like It's going to be even better than Rick Pitino. And, and I said two years ago, if it does fail, if it fails horribly, then you can say, well, we tried it your way. We're ne- we never have to do that again. You guys can all be quiet now for the, from now until the end of time and just cheer and support your program like everybody else. And we should theoretically be in a better position to go out and get one of those top-tier head coaches who's more of a proven commodity. And I, I was texting with somebody having this conversation who was a college basketball person who was like, you know, is Louisville in a worse place to make a hire now than they were when they hired Payne? And I was like, I, no, n- not at all. Because one, we still have we've got enough money to go out and get a big time head coach. I, I know that for a fact. Two, you don't have any more NCA stuff. Nobody can say, I don't know if we're going to be banned from the postseason. I don't know if more stuff's coming. We are outside of being on probation, totally free and in the clear. Three, you get to hire a head coach who has the potential to come into a place like Louisville, the most college basketball crazy place in America, and be savior. If you, You'd be a god. If you take Louisville to the NCAA tournament in your first year here next year, you are king of the entire city. You are god of the entire city. They'll let you ride on a horse in Derby. 
if you do that. When else in the history of Louisville basketball have we be been in that? Horse. When else in the history of Louisville basketball have we been in that situation before? And when are we going to be there again? You can't tell me that that doesn't sound appealing to somebody who's you know maybe a, a tier B coach who's dying to make that jump to tier A and be one of the biggest names in the sport. You can get a big time name to come in here and take over this program next year. And, and, and any any, any quick anybody basketball two cents in their brain knows that this a Louisville program can be turned around and exactly what you just said to option three. You're totally is right. That, that, yeah, you can come in here and you can turn it around because this is still Louisville. All right, we got four o'clock hour coming in next. We will turn things over to you guys on the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Happy Monday to you here on 1450 and 961. Big X. It's another tequila sunrise. Somebody's gonna hurt someone before the night is through. Somebody's gonna come undone. There's nothing we can do. You know, the worst part about that, the CBS conversation was, like, it was a legitimate, it started with a discussion of, out of all these power conference teams that have had embarrassing starts, who's going to win the most? I don't remember the other ones on the list. LSU, Georgetown, DePaul, and, and us. Like, and it was like, we're so bad that we're not even in the conversation. DePaul has lost both of its games at home to start the season. Fort Wayne beat them pretty handily. And they lose to Long Beach State over the weekend pretty handily as well. December 9th is shaping up to be the game of the century. I mean, in fairness, DePaul hasn't been relevant in 20 years. But Louisville, years, DePaul, December 9th, inside Truist Arena, game of the absolute century. <laughs> loser leaves town. I think losers should mercifully get to end their season. Or maybe the winner gets to actually end their season. Winner doesn't have to play the last three months. Maybe that's what we're going to go with. I don't know. Loser leave town. Then Kenny Payne comes back like uh, Jimmy Valiant did when he lost to loser leave town. He wears the mask and he's Charlie Brown from out of town. Could be. I mean, Georgetown <laughs> lost to Holy Cross over the weekend. Hogan lost to get, uh, leave town and he came back as Mr. America. Yeah. Uh, it, it was it, it, the com- We're so bad that they can't even have a legitimate conversation about that topic. It's just like, well, it's not going to be Louisville. Let's talk about how bad they suck. It's just, it's all, it's all terrible. Good news, though. Not every program at UofL is like the men's basketball team. Uh, football, we know. Number nine in the country. How about men's soccer today? Making the NCAA tournament for a third straight year. They're going to host Dayton. They actually get to play at home in the first round. They'll play the Flyers on Thursday night at Mark and Cindy Lynn uh, Stadium. That'll be fun. Shout out to John Michael Hayden, who's now made the NCAA tournament in four of his first five years on the job. If the Cards win that game on Thursday, they'll play West Virginia, who's the number five overall seed in the tournament in the second round. So that's a little, you know, bringing back an old Big East rivalry, an old, uh, you know, we had some bad blow with West Virginia back in the day. That'll be fun. Excited about that. Field hockey made it to the quarterfinals of the NCAA tournament. They were actually up on number two seed Northwestern late in that game. They allowed two late goals. Unfortunately, it's like a gut punch 3-2 loss that knocked them out of the tournament. Just shy of the Final Four. Volleyball, two more sweeps. Duke and Carolina, no problem over the weekend. Cards number five in the country. Rolling along, really rounding into form as we get closer to the end of the, uh, the senior day on Sunday. So we get the, the postseason coming up. They'll make another push for a national title. Props to them. So, I mean, again, like outs- and women's basketball, of course, getting the job done against DePaul. Off to a 2-0 start, nationally ranked, looking good, looking like a, a competent team that will play inside the KFC Yum Center this season. So outside of men's basketball, it, it, it's fine. Everything's fine. 
I, I know that, and one of the things that Gary also brought up, or not Gary, but the other guy, I don't remember his name. Matt Norlander. Uh, that, that was, okay. I, I know none of those names, I just didn't recognize them. I almost didn't recognize Gary Parrish, to be honest, because I've like seen him. Um, was the tweet with the SEBA tweet, which, you know, with the crowd and everything. And yeah. that, that's something, like, that's the first thing that caught my attention when I was watching the game. Again, I was on my phone on Friday night. And, and I guess the excuse can be that you have Trinity and St. X going on and you have high school football going on. But I think it was McGavin that tweeted out the, the picture, like, Five minutes before tip off. I mean, just how bad it looked. I mean, it was just like you could almost literally count everybody in the crowd in one hand. He's like one. There's like six people there. Yeah. First of all, Matt McGavick. McGavick, I'm sorry. He's been on the show several times. We love. Not him. when I'm here. Let's get still. We should know his name. <laughs> Let's get his name right. Yeah. We're just butchering names right and left. For here. the record, he's every from- Matt on the show is just pissed off right now. Norlander not getting a name. <laughs> nod. McGavick being called McGavick. Right now, Matt. Matt's going. I've made it. I have my name screwed up by Trevor. I am. A, I have gotten to that level. I don't think that's what he's saying. That's what I say. I don't think that's happening. But it, I mean, it was. It, I, like you know, we can say, well, it's Trinity Santa X, or well, it's a Friday. I mean, we've played Friday night games before for U of L Bass. It, it used to be a point where I remember there was a game at Freedom Hall that only had eleven thousand people there, and it's because there was like sixteen inches of snow. Like, it, like that was the re- the only way you got less than nineteen k for a game at Freedom Hall against anybody was if there was a monsoon, a deluge. That was going to, you know, you you may lose your life, and, and still like eleven thousand people are going to risk leaving the house and, and getting hurt to go watch the cards play. And now, I mean, we're getting four thousand people at every home game. Yeah, I mean, like you said back, you could have Taylor Swift signing autographs naked outside the Yum Center, and we still get ten grand. Yeah. Now it's just like we nobody. Wants, he's like, well, you know, there's a re- good rerun of Seinfeld on. Maybe I'll stay home. It's super sad and I saw you know, Peyton make that tweet and Peyton has been wildly supportive of the staff and, and very much been on the yeah, he, oh, I think it's more about the players for him like he's got a, had a working relationship with them for the last couple of years I mean he's he's very complimentary to the players who've transferred elsewhere he was hyping up Sidney Curry uh, after his big game yesterday he was hyping up L. Ellis who by the way is now averaging I think like 11 points and four assists per game for one of the best teams in the country well, we had like two games haven't they or yeah two, still he's, yeah. he's looking he's looking pretty good maybe he wasn't the entire problem last year as we were really led to believe, Kamari Lance is averaging twelve and a half points for Arizona State. Lance, I knew had, I knew Lance could play. I, you could see again uh, when you talk about when I say raw talent with this team, and there's some Lance was another one that you could see it. It just took longer to come out of because he had just no couldn't coaching. make shots last year too. That was the, yeah. that was the other thing with It'd him. Be nice if someone could coach him. That, that too, coaching would help. Yeah. Jalen with us not doing much at Carolina. I told you that was the no. that was the word coming out of UNC was like yeah he's about what you guys said he was. <laughs> he's, he's, <laughs> he may not do that much this year, uh, but just fine. But everybody else seeming to to do well. But yeah, Siva has been wildly supportive of the guys. I think he was disappointed in some of the fans' reactions to to what happened last year, and and even he on Saturday had to be like, or Friday had to be like, this is unacceptable. This is Louisville basketball. And Jordan Wara tweeted it and said something similar. And again, Wara is not even a, a Patino guy. Like he, he came here, he played for David Padgett for a year, and then two seasons under Chris Mack. And even then, he was recruited by Patino though. He was, but I'm but I'm saying his experience at U of L was not in the Patino era. No, no, he no. still got to experience home crowds that were more like what we're used to. I mean, I think Nick Coffey played the showed the video of our win over Michigan back in when they came in here as like the number three team in the country. It was 2019, and wasn't it? It's 2019 is right before we became number one. Yeah. And I mean, that place is it's a wide out. It's it's sold out, and everybody's standing, and everybody's going nuts the entire game. And we've held Michigan to like five points with 15, 15 minutes into the game, and that is just such a far far cry from anything that we've seen. And the 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 quote that always stands out to me is at the introductory press conference for Kenny Payne. Like, like Eric Crawford says that that at one point Daryl Griffith leaned over to him and was like, "No more ten thousand people crowds at these home games anymore with KP here." Kind of half true. 
he's he wasn't wrong just for for the different reasons. Like I think that, and we all love the former players, like, even the ones that were have been, I think, very outspoken about Kenny Payne and being disappointed in the fan base and all that stuff. Like you, you still respect and, and admire them for what they did. I mean, hell, like, the reason we all care so much about this is because of the players and what they put in and, and the blood, sweat, and tears and all that stuff. But at some point, I think they have to realize it's not going to be just blind, wild, crazy support forever. Like, you know, you, you've got to, you know, if, you, if you're going to hire a former player as a coach, it's not just going to be 22,000 every single game because, hey, Kenny Payne was a part of some great teams in the 80s. For a lot of people, and I've said this before, like, you've got people, like, you're 43, I'm getting close to 40. For for our generation, and certainly the generation a little bit younger, like I didn't know Kenny Payne as a player. Like I I know him more as the guy who was on John Calipari's sidelines for a long time than I than I remember him as a player. I, I remember more as a Sixer. Yeah, I mean I I don't have any I don't have any conscious memories of him playing at Louisville. So like it, it's harder. Certainly, you appreciate what happened before you were born, what happened before you were alive to be a fan. But it's more difficult when you don't have those memories to fall back on. Like if Russ Smith were made the head coach in twenty years, yeah, I'd, I'd probably have I I'd, it. it it would stir a lot more emotions, but for a large segment of the fan base, like they don't have that overwhelming sentiment of you know Kenny can do no wrong because of what he did here in the 1980s because they weren't around for that. And so, like it's just, I think that a lot of the former players just have this image in their minds that they can do whatever they want, and everyone's going to be wildly supportive of it. And the last couple of years has, has been a solid, solid takedown of that of that belief. Like it all eventually, it doesn't matter who it is. It all comes down to winning. Like people aren't not going to games because Kenny Payne coached at UK, or they don't have a great relationship with Kenny Payne, or whatever. People aren't going to games because the team's not winning. You know, we could hire John Calipari next year, and if he comes in here and, and wins thirty games, people are going to show up, and the Yum Center is going to be loud again, and people are going to go crazy again. You could bring Rick I mean, Pitino what, back. It'd what, be was the same the, thing. what was the attendance last year for the first couple of games? I'm sure it was decent, right? It wasn't great. No, but I mean, you saw at least some decency. Well, I guess because the exhibition games, the exhibition didn't help, did not help. Yeah, exactly. I think there was definitely a wait and see approach, and people are. I think people are scandal fatigue too. You had a lot of people check out that are like, you know, wake me up when this thing gets fun again. And I think you've got a lot of people that will jump back. Like, even if we hire a really exciting head coach for next year, whatever that name would be for you, it's probably going to still take some time. Like, like the the attendance will be better for the first couple games next year, but until they start winning at a high level and prove that this time it's really going to be different, I think UofL fans are going to wait. Like, like, Still waiting to win at a low level. I mean, yeah, just... <laughs> yeah, if we come out next year and, like, shellac UMBC, that'd be a great start. I mean, I'm looking at the ACC scores from the first weekend, and, and you've got teams that aren't supposed to be good in the ACC that are shellacking teams like they're supposed to. And no, we're going like, to finish last. And I'm well, Notre Dame lost badly to, to somebody I, yesterday. I don't care. We have, even care if we have more talent than Dame. That guy's going to outcoach us. We're going to lose to him. Shrewsbury's a coach. Yeah, he can coach. I would take him right he, now. He's got, I mean, he may have less talent than the that Chattanooga team that we just played. And he's going to beat us. He might. He might. There's, there's, I mean, yeah. It's, but, like, I miss the days of, of people complaining about the November home games being not good enough. Like, like you know, we're, yeah, we beat Ohio by 45, but what did we really learn? Like, remember when that was our biggest complaint, getting ready for Thanksgiving? And then it was getting ready for that multi-team event. We're not playing enough quality competition before we go to the Battle for Atlantis, before we go to the Maui Invitational. And now it's, we couldn't stay within now it's 20 what Chattanooga points. Chattanooga says Chattanooga. about us. It's Chattanooga being, and every, I'm so sick of every team's Twitter account just slam dunking on us afterward. I'm like, we're, we're already dead. Just stop kicking us. There's there's nothing to do. Chattanooga, did it do that? I didn't notice. Oh, yeah, they, they sent another one tweet. But, like, you know, it's not even, it shouldn't even be a big win for them. We have now plummeted, by the way, and I'll get to the Thornton sex line right after this. 
Yeah, we started the season because Ken Palm does take history into account. It's it, it senses that teams that have been historically good are going to be good again. So we started the season at 109, which now seems wildly optimistic. We dropped to 139 after beating UMBC. We now are number 175 after losing to Chattanooga, which is, ironically enough, one spot exactly behind Chattanooga at 174. We're one spot ahead now, of Western Kentucky. Now, when we, I think we do beat Coppin State. Um, what Coppin State, by the way, is 360th out of 360. Do we drop teams. though? If we only beat them by like four points, because we're not going. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the line we will is. Drop. I don't know if there's a line yet out. I don't think there is. Basketball for some reason only does it like the day of for it's some reason. Dumb. I know I don't get that either, but I, I we are it, so Ken Palm has us to answer your question. Ken Palm has us okay. beating them by twenty. Yeah, I'll take I'll take Coppin State in that line. I would assume the line is going to be closer to like. 15 and a half, 16, something like that. Maybe even lower. You're, you're right. I mean, we And if, if we don't, like, based the way his algorithm works, if we don't beat them by around 20, yes, we're going to drop them. No, we're going to drop them. I think we're probably going to drop them. If we beat Common State, it's going to be by less than 10, I promise you. And then Sunday. We're not beating anybody by more than 10 points. Sunday, we do play Texas, who is number 17. Oh, Lord. I kind of forgot that that game was coming up, and then we have the back to back. That's going to be rough. We'll have, uh, we'll have Texas on Sunday, and then either UConn or Indiana on Monday. Indiana, who kind of looks like garbage, too, but. A, a different level of garbage, like pretty garbage. They baby, they won the game against Army though, didn't they? They did. They they have not looked good in either of their first two games. But uh, it was they, yeah, they, it's it a different was, level of not. I good. changed the channel during the, when they went to commercial or timeout in the second half. I gave my change the channel. I completely forgot about it, and it was over by the time I remembered to change it back. <laughs> yeah, they won by eight, but they, they, they didn't they, look okay. good again in that game or the Florida Gulf Coast. game. No, I did watch the FGC. Yeah, the, I know that one. Yeah. All right, let's go. They to got, they they're, they they're regrouping a lot. I mean, they lost a lot of players off last year's team too. They are. But they're, you know, they're winning. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. We'll take some time. I mean, you you know where people are going to go. You you know it's blown up, too. First time, first text came at 259. Didn't even wait for the show to start. Uh, Hey, Ruben Owens also was at like 130. Oh, I see that. Yeah, Yeah, Texture's calling me out about my my bad Big X Big Bets. Did you do do that bad this week? Oh, my God. I wasn't even close. Terrible. Like, I'm not seeing the board at all. The thing is, like, I gave you the public picks that were bad. The ones I made, too, it wasn't like, oh, I almost took this one for my Big X Big Bet that was great. Like, the ones that I made privately for myself, too, were awful as well. Like, I, I, I think I made hit one bet. It was the over in the Georgia Ole Miss game. Everything I'm not seeing the board at all. One I'm, of those I'm weekends. terrible. You you get those weekends sometimes. Yeah, it was bad. I'll it was put, the one game I missed. I can't remember. I mean, I took West Virginia to cover the spread in basketball on Friday, and they lost outright by ten to Monmouth. <laughs> I went two and one. I know that. It was you did go two and one. Who was my oh Washington State uh, pushed on me? Yeah, or they, oh, I got them two and a half. They lost by three. Yeah, that was, and they almost came back in that game. I know. I shouldn't know better. Go. They've lost like six in a row. I shouldn't. I thought they could snap it, but I guess like, I was wrong. Texture says, I had hundreds of people call me on Sunday asking why there was no emergency CC podcast on Saturday following the latest basketball debacle. Sadly, like Kenny Payne, I had no answers. We're not going to do emergency podcast for losing to Chattanooga. Yeah, I think, I mean, you do emergency podcast after every bad loss. You're doing a podcast after every game. If we lose to compensate, I mean, maybe that would be an emergency podcast. If we lose to compensate, I will advocate for firing him directly. Like, like I, I will say. You're not already? I mean, I, I'd be in favor of it, but I'm, I'm not sitting here being like, you've got to do this. You've got to. I mean, I don't know what Josh's plan is. I, I think that there are things happening behind the scenes already, but you know, it's two games into a season, whatever. But if he loses to compensate, there's just there's no reason to keep going. There's just none. I mean, you let him go, who do you give the interim job to? Danny or O'Nolan? David Padgett. Well, Mark, I mean, Mark Lieberman. That's Trevor Kelsey. Anybody? <laughs> Travis Kelsey, Jason Tra- Kelsey. Yeah, I mean, hell, Taylor Swift. Sure. <laughs> Pink, 
Just keep her around. She had a great concert over the weekend, apparently. Hey, Greg, you think you can handle get away from Jeff a little bit like Greg Brom did? <laughs> Just give them the job. Give, give Brian the job. My favorite message from over the weekend, by the way, was somebody who was at the Pink concert and was like, I'm impressed but also <laughs> a little bit alarmed by just how much Brian Brom is swaying at this concert to these Pink songs. I love the I was post. like, oh, Brian. That, that was one of the things about the post game cracked me up. Nick and uh, – because Nick – I was Nick and Bob. And they're like – I think they want us out of here. They're trying to set up for this pink concert, and they're, just, they're all but just telling us to get off the table and move. <laughs> You're just glossing over the Brian Brom anecdote? Come on, man. I'm sorry, Ed, for my bad. Yeah. Brian Brom getting into it at a pink concert. What, were you at the pink concert? No. <laughs> Why not? You're not a pink fan? Wasn't there. I'm not a pink fan. I have never was big into pink either. Texas 1, man, remember the glow game. That was fun. <laughs> Two, one thing I've noticed about Jeff Walls that I don't see Kenny Payne do, as far as I've noticed, is that he'll coach his players on the bench after almost every possession. Well, it's 100% true. Like, you never there's see— There's a lot of things Jeff Walls does that Kenny Payne doesn't. <laughs> I mean, think about, like, like, any good college basketball coach, when they take a player out of the game, the game will be going on. They'll go down there, or they'll have an assistant go down there and do some individual time and let them know what's what's happening. Why and, they were taken out, whatever. Yeah, yeah, and, and, you know, the, the, they're— they're not paying that much attention to the game for like those thirty seconds. Like Payne never, he just stands in the same place the entire game and and never really like, he's just always pays po- attention. He's always just pointing. It's just like pointing somewhere. Like, I'm like, I don't think you really know what's going. I don't think you really know where you're pointing. Like he's a big like get back guy after a missed shot. I'm like okay, like anybody can do that. You know you don't like come over, bring the ball over here. I'm like just coach a little bit. Like give give him something. Somebody just texts me and says, don't hate on Brian. Pink puts on a phenomenal show. I've, I have heard she puts on a phenomenal show. I'm just not the biggest fan of her music. I agree. <laughs> Texas says, come on, Rutherford Show. Get me through until Thanksgiving break. I always look forward to the show. I get 30 minutes to grade papers and disassociate, and then I listen to you all. Thank you, Trevor. You owe me a Barbie review. Well, I won't, I'm not buying the movie, dude. I'm waiting. I'll, I'll, I'll rent it at worst for $5.99. But you can rent it now. I can't. I okay. If I, I'll pay, I'll pay six bucks to watch it and review it for you. I'll do that for you, but I'm not paying more than that. Because for, for every time I check it, it's always like twenty bucks to still buy it. Because mm, the Oppenheimer, I think, comes out on Thanksgiving weekend. I've looked in because I actually do want to watch that. Yeah, Barbie, I'm just going to watch a review because listeners have been asking for it. Texas, after the UNC Duke game, I'm worried that the ACC is going to screw us so that we lose to Miami and UNC or VTech wins out. Please tell me why I'm wrong. Well, I think the biggest reason is sort of what I said already. Like, it would. It, it's in their best interest to have the most attractive conference title game possible. Which that's us right now. And the most attractive conference title game possible isn't just us. It's us being eleven and one or ten and two and being a top ten, top fifteen team against you know, their their bell cow right now, Florida State, who's really you know inside track to make the playoff, all that stuff, national title aspirations. Like that's they want them with the best possible matchup. Wonder, I still feel very concerned about this game this weekend. I wonder what papers he's grading. What what what's the uh, subject? I don't know. It's a different right. texture, though. That's yeah, true. How are you? So the the spread came out today, it, it was, which was weird. At like one place, it was Louisville minus two. At one, it was Louisville minus one. At one, it was Miami minus two. It's kind of all over the place. At DraftKings, I know it's Louisville minus one right now, but I'm. This is. I know going into the season, I said this was the least confident I was about a win. I'm still not feeling very good about this game. I just have a bad I, feeling. Well, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna feel uneasy on going any road game. So. I mean, that's if that's if that tells you anything. I mean, I, if this was at home, I would feel a lot more confident. I just I going on the road. I know that we have had our struggles on the road. Clearly, that it, it worries me. Now it does make me feel a little better. Not that I want injury to anybody sure. to see you know, Mister Toner over Van Slyke in there. That's that's a little nicer to know. But. Well, it's it's Van Dyke, uh, but he also I don't think he's going to end up playing. So they've got so their quarterback Emory Williams, who they handled the, handled oh, the ball to this past weekend, suffered a season-ending arm injury. 
it sounds like Miami's going to decide between Tyler Van Dyke, who's thrown like 12 interceptions this year, yeah. and Ja'Curry Brown, who's a sophomore, who played a decent amount last year and played. He played. He started the game against Georgia Tech, threw three, threw three touchdowns, no interceptions. Has not played this year, and it sounds like they're going to decide between those two guys. Miami fans are wildly in favor of playing Ja'Curry Brown, who they were planning on redshirting this year, and he still they still can because they only have two games left in the regular season. I think we're going to end up seeing Brown in, in this game because Van Dyke looked bad trying to, to come back and lead the team to a game-tying touchdown at the end. And he's just been – like, their Miami stats are he, – he, Remember he was going to be like the next Bernie Kosar, too, after his like freshman that's year. That's every Miami quarterback. I mean, Ja'Cory Harris was the same way. Like, they, every Miami quarterback has a good year as a freshman. They're like, we found our guy, and they give him a huge deal, and then they just suck. That's, yeah. that's, they're, they're in this recurring, repeating cycle. But like, I, I think that they go with Brown in this game. Van, like Miami stats have been good this season. They just turn the ball over in horrible situations. Like we're, I think, plus six on turnovers for the season. They're minus five. That's the difference between the two teams. And, and also, the, the Mario Cristobal can't count. Talking about bad turnover timing. Mean, the Georgia Tech game is a prime example. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, let me correct myself real quickly. Uh, you are right. Apparently, during his press conference just now. Uh, Cristobal has named Van Dyke as the number one quarterback. So there you go. Boo! We, we are going to see Tyler Van Dyke and not Ja'Curry Brown this weekend, I guess. That's I'm fine with that. At least that. for the start. Yeah. I'm, I'm, look, I'm, I'm fine with that. I mean, he may have a big game. He's put up big numbers in the past. He lit us up a couple years ago. But he's also nah, that was a di- that's a different time, a different era. Wildly turnover prone. Texas, why would Cards fans want to voice their displeasure with the basketball game? Thanks to the visionary fouling, the overhit. Keep it up, guys. I'll be able to go on vacation soon. I, I tell you what, if there's one benefit, and this is like the 2018 football season all over again. There's one thing that'll, that'll get me through a year like this is the amount of money I'm making off of this bad team being this bad. I'm telling you, opening two segments opponent bet is that well, hell, money line bet was good for you on one Friday. But I, I every other the, game, I'd say I bet slow the, start. I bet the money line both both our games this season. I've taken the our opponent in the spread and the money line on our our. our uh, on our opponent, and it's I've come out in a profit despite us beating UMBC. Texture says, and there's, I think, like 34 variations of this same text on the text line, but Mike, will you now go ahead and talk about who you'd realistically like to see UofL target as the next men's basketball coach? Because there's absolutely no way KP is going to make it past the new year. I say go big or go home. Make Danny Hurley or Scott Drew the highest-paid coach in college basketball. It's time we reassume our rightful position in the hierarchy. Okay, that, that's, a, that's the question is, do we go name or do we go up and coming? I mean, if we can get name, you go name. You, you almost got to go name, maybe? I'm going to tell you what, you're not getting Danny Hurley. No, I, and I don't see us getting Scott Drew at this point, really. I think Drew is a little bit more... Drew... I, I feel like I said this on the radio. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I have. Drew was the guy they kicked the tires on during the last coaching search. And I, I know it kind of came out. And remember, like, global fans were like, why would we want Scott Drew when we get Kenny Payne? And I was like, am I taking drugs constantly? <laughs> I am, and I still don't understand it. Like, he just won a national title <laughs> at Baylor. What are we doing here? Again, his first year at Baylor, on probation, won eight games. But Drew was a guy that we <laughs> keep the tires on. I think there was – his agent did kind of reach out and be like, hey, you know, we'd be interested in talking. And then when they actually talked to him, he was like, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. Maybe there would be some reciprocal interest this go-around. I, I mean – I keep seeing, because every Louisville fan now is doing like, what names would you love to see Louisville targeted? And every Louisville fan is bringing up Jay Wright. I, I, guys, Jay Wright's not going to come I here. don't see that either, yeah. Danny Hurley is not going to come here. I do think there are some relatively big names that could, that you can target that would be very interested. The issue is, 
you're sort of in the same position you were two years ago as far as what names to go after. Like, there's just no, there's no Rick Pitino out there. There's no proven coach that's been to Final Fours, that's won national titles, that is looking for a job or that would very clearly leave his current job to go to a place like Louisville. Like, there's not a guaranteed home run hire out there. So you're talking. So you are having to look for more like the up, up and coming. I think eventually. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, mean, you're, I agree with you. Right. There is no like billboard stealing name out there. If you want to say that Billy Donovan is going to be in play, sure. I, I think he's much more likely to be in play for UK whenever Calipari chooses to leave than he will be for Louisville, just because of his relationship with Rick. And I, I think Rick probably would not give his blessing to go to Louisville, but he <laughs> would give it to go to UK. And I mean, you can laugh. I think that's absolutely no. I know. A real I, thing. I laugh because it's true a little bit. I guess more than anything. Yeah. As far as, I mean, like, you know, the, the two big names that have been out there that I do think there's some, and it's not like, when I say some buzz, I, I think that they would have interest, and I think that Louisville would also currently have interest, but they're, it's not like this is the entire list, but Dusty May and, and, and Jerome Tang, I think you want to see how they perform this year. Are they one-hit wonders? Can they, can what they're doing at Kansas State and Florida Atlantic, respectively, transfer to a place like Louisville. Okay, with with that with that in mind, do you go with you keep an eye on Tang and go with him, or do you look at the next Jerome Tang, who wasn't the top assistant under Baylor for so long and got that head coaching job at Kansas State? I don't think you can hire an assistant after what just happened. No. I think you've got to go with somebody who's been a head coach. See, I don't, I don't I don't like the fact that we have to pigeonhole ourselves in the way we search because Kenny Payne's failures. I, I mean, I, I I think it's dumb that we hired one before with Kenny Payne. I mean, I, I, you're, you're Louisville. This isn't like you know. You're not Mississippi State basketball. You don't go after a assistant. You're, and to be quite frank, you're not Kansas State basketball. I mean, Mississippi State hired Ben Allen. That's a pretty good hire. I mean, after he got fired at UCLA. True. I, mean, I know. I'm just like, saying. I mean, you should be able to go after. Like, we we shouldn't have to hire a coach that we have significant questions about. Is whoever the next guy going to be somebody who comes here with at least a couple of questions? Sure, but one of them shouldn't be like, do they know what it takes to be a head coach? Now, Tang has worked out well at Kansas State so far, but. There have been a lot. Tommy Lloyd has worked out really well at Arizona. Yeah, exactly. But there have been a, a number of instances, and Arizona doesn't hire him if they're not in the position that they were in back then. Like we should be able to go out and get somebody that has a proven track record as a head coach, and especially coming after this failed, disastrous tenure. I think you want somebody who has those qualifications. Texture said, "I mean, I'm trying." I mean, to even think. Mike Hopkins was successful when he first got to Washington. Another top assistant hired. That's not a good. <laughs> well, I know he's I know. about to get fired after. Four he is, awful but I mean, at least years. he was successful when he first got there. I mean, he had the first couple of years he was there were, were good. No, yeah, the, did they won the won. one year he was there was okay, and then they got bounced in the first four, and they have the, the, his second year they won five games. Hopkins, yeah, the well, second year they won twenty seven. Okay, his third year they won five games. Then the fourth year, fourth year, yeah. So. He went to the NCAA tournament. What? Uh, he actually missed the tournament his first year. Went going twenty one and thirteen. Then they were twenty seven and nine. And then the talent that he inherited moved on, and he started. So he's been to one NCAA tournament. Yeah, yeah. And as a nine seed, that's not good. Still in his worst year, one more games than Kenny Payne. <laughs> that's not saying anything. And I know. I'm, I, and there's the bags. I'm just saying. I, I, like, but like you said, the 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 sexy headline head coach, even the up and coming version of a smaller school. They're just they're. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if there's one out there. And if that's the case, then maybe you find that top assistant. And you have to trust our, your your AD, who, unlike the AD before him, I didn't trust. I do trust this one more in his opinion and ability to maybe hire a coach that's up and coming as an assistant. Yeah, I and mean, the good thing is he's he's done this recently, so he doesn't. Yeah. I mean, you can use his. Notes. This hire I don't put on Josh Hurd because this was almost like Josh Hurd being like, all right, listen, I'm going to give you your fans a freebie here. He was the interim coach. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I think to Josh's credit, he kicked the tires on some guys that would have been big time hires, 
And then when those guys said thanks but no thanks, he was like, all right, I'm going to give the people what they want. They, yeah. they want Kenny Payne. And now a lot of people are saying they didn't want Kenny Payne. I think there, no, were, there was a large contingent of the fan base that did. And he doesn't have to do that this go-round. I think he can try. Like, and the other thing is, though, this hire is going to be entirely on him. Like, you can say he felt pressure to hire Kenny Payne. He was the interim head coach. This go-round, he's the full-time guy. It's, you know, he, he's not going to get like, – people are going to trust him. There's going to be pressure from the fan base. But there's not one gigantic candidate out there that people are going to really have a movement for. I think that there, I mean, some fans will want Mick Cronin, but a lot of people aren't going to want Mick Cronin. Some people will want to go after Eric Musselman. Some people won't want to go after Eric Musselman. Like, there's not going to be, there's not that one shiny object that you go after. So, in the end, like, this is going to be on on, on Josh Hurd. And a lot of, a large part of his reputation here is going to be linked directly to this hire. It's a good thing for him. I mean, Jeff Brom killing it gives him, I think, some large cachet right now, which is good. But, I mean, like, you know, could you get Nate Oates? Could you? Sean Miller, if he kills it again at Xavier, would you bring oh, him in? I Sean Miller. I mean, Sean Miller, say what you will about him. The dude can coach. Yeah, he also, he also has a, a link to a lot of things that we were on probation for. It's true, but... It's kind of went down. I don't know if that's a road you want to go down. Well, I mean, then do you want to go like Chris Beard? Are you talking there? Like, you know, it's just... Hey, I'll, uh, I can overlook a little alcoholism. <laughs> One name that I would say that I guarantee will throw his hat into the ring is Buzz Williams. Because he's, he's reaching the end of that. He didn't like to be at places very long. He's done what he's set up... Like, he typically likes to leave his programs on a high note, and this is going to be a good year for Texas A&M. He's been very interested in the Louisville job in the past. I think that he will he'll make it known that he's a candidate. And look, Buzz is a very weird dude, very, very, very weird dude. He can also coach. When uh, Marquette played the game at the uh, Yum Center, I was there. He, I was, one, I was one of the people he pushed pushed aside to get to his family in the crowd. <laughs> you if you're watching, like- yeah, you'll see me. I'm there. <laughs> he, he like basically, he doesn't shove me, but he like, you know, he does. The, and I, I move for him because if I didn't want to move, I wasn't gonna move. But I'm kind of, you know, he moves me out of the way to get to his family. We were like two rows behind me. I love it. <laughs> Which I wouldn't hate that high. I mean, that, that's. That just feels like just like a treadmill high. Like you're just running in place. I mean, it's like he's going to obviously improve the team. Well, running in place right now is like five minutes. So you're, you're right. I, I'll give you that. Yeah, a jolt. I, I would take a jolt. He's been and he's been good at taking over programs that have fallen on hard times and making them respectable in relatively short yeah. period of time. No, he's. I mean, he's, yeah, light years ahead of. I mean, than what we got now. But. I mean, I would have hated the hire two years ago. I think I outright said I would have hated the hire two years ago, and now I'm like, you know. <laughs> it's far from the worst thing in the world you know, to be hiring Buzz Williams. Kenny Payne's going to make a lot of hires, change your mind on a lot of people. Like, I agree with you. If you told me three years ago, or when we hired Mac, we're going to hire Buzz Williams, because I wouldn't even hire that high on Mac, but I was like, I'd been like, eh. But yeah, yeah now, now I'm like, Buzz Williams? I'll take a buzz all day long. Like A.W. Hamilton, he's won a couple OVC titles at EKU. Yeah, bring him on. Let's do it. Guy what's, knows coach offense. What's Buzz's real name? I have no idea. That's not his Christian name, is it? No, there's no way. That's <laughs> no, Brent. Okay. <laughs> he, my big, my my only issue with hiring because I do think he's a good basketball coach. My only issue with hiring him is he's super, super weird. Yeah. And at a place like Louisville, like some of that weirdness is gonna come out, and people are gonna be like, okay, well, can he handle? Like, I don't know about that. I don't think he get, the pressure would get. He's he's like also Mac. He, I, totally, hundred yeah. percent. Like yeah. he's one of those guys too that when you you push him a little bit, like he kind of. He lashes out a little bit. He's not great with the media. Um, the, the fans love him when he's winning. He's an eccentric personality, but he would be, I think, it'd be a lot easier now that we're just desperate to win games because I think he could do that than it would have been three years ago when we had 
much, much higher standards. Well, yeah, again, I looked at Mac, like, yeah, I could see him coming in here winning 20-something games this first year. We're loving it. And then next year he wins 20 games and we're he doesn't understand why he might be on the hot seat. Yes. And that's sure. and because and he's probably never had to experience that kind of pressure at A&M, Virginia Tech, Marquette, or anywhere else. So. Texas' Duke got hosed. They did. They did, yeah. I kind of agree on that one. Texas' prediction for the Coppin State line. I'm going to say Louisville minus 16.5 is where it opens, and then it gets bet down to like Louisville minus 13. I'll just say take Coppin State no matter what. <laughs> bet Coppin State. I don't know what the line will be. But we're not. I do think we're going to win, but short of you know the line being three, we're not going to cover. A level of confidence I haven't heard from you in a while when it comes to basketball. <laughs> that's just, that's the most confident I've been about this team in over two years. I think we're going to win, but we won't cover. A lot of people are hitting me up about the Mike Rutherford guarantee. The guarantee is the guarantee. We're winning five games, guys. We're winning at least five games. I, I've never made a guarantee, the Mike Rutherford guarantee trademark, that has not come true. This one will come true. I'm not saying Kenny Payne's going to be the coach for all of them. But somebody is going to lead this team to five victories this year. You want to guarantee is that Write we're, it down. we're not beating my ACT score. No, that's, that's not happening. We're not getting to 14. I don't even know if we – my ACT score might double our win total. We're getting to five. That's all I can well, tell Well, that you. would be a double. That, that's the guarantee. What did I pick for the – I said eight, didn't I? Or seven? Um, I want to say I said seven. Or, I know I didn't go over eight. I think I, I think said seven. I you were in seven. single digits, yeah. Yeah, oh, I know I was. I hate being right sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I hate it when I'm. It doesn't happen often. When it does, man, I hate it. There's another segment where we took text and we ended up with more than we started with. So we will get back to the text line after the break. 502 414 1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 961. The Big X. Back in Monday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show, 1450 the Big X. I, can't, I hear the, the electrics ad and I'm thinking about it myself. I see a moving truck in KP's driveway. I just smile because I know we're getting a new coach. I know we're uh, we're getting the best. Maybe. There's a little theme to that. I mean, you notice like, you know, heartache, new kid in town. There's 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 a subtle hint to uh, the sad the, eagles. The song, the sad eagles. We're sad. Yeah. There, 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 there's a little. Uh, Little hit hard, you know. Speaking of the Eagles, are we are, are we prepared for what might happen to the show if we get a NFC Championship game involving the Eagles and the Lions? Because it's it's very much out there right now. It's I mean, well, the, the Niners look good too this week. If the playoffs started today, though, Eagles one seed, Lions two seed in the NFC. You come into you and me Philly road trip. I would love it. That'd be awesome. Would you Would you do a Philly road trip with me to go watch the Lions and Eagles in the NFC title game? We'll Probably. do we'll do the shit we'll do like Friday we'll do like Thursday we'll do like Thursday and Friday show from up there or something. I mean, I'd be scared wearing lion stuff in that environment after that with Philly fans. <laughs> well, <laughs> NFL fans are already insane, but Philly fans in that game, it'd be terrible. I, I would I would I got you back. So if you're with, if it's you're not with, made me feel better. If you're with one of us, say we do take. I mean, you're gonna get you're gonna get ridiculed. You're get the you know the, the the talk, but you won't get anything physically done to you. I don't know if I believe that. Oh, don't worry, I, I'll protect you. I don't know if I believe that either. 
<laughs> I believe it right now. Now, if you win the game, it's all, it's, you know, <laughs> you might want to run. Because <laughs> I might be leading the charge. Well, yeah. <laughs> so pr- the answer to your question is probably not. No, you're going. Lines Come are on. good. Lines are good. Big time win yesterday. You're, you're working up all this this free time. Mary's going on all these trips. You're, you're saving it for that NFC title trip with me. Well, she went on a work trip, so it's not. This is work. Like not exactly goodwill. Yeah, I could put. I could play it off as work. Yeah, it's it's content. You've Everything, worked, everything's content. You've worked. You've worked thirty years. Thirty. How old are you again? 38? 38, 39 Thirty eight. Thirty nine. Thirty nine. You've worked thirty nine years of your life as a Lions fan for this moment. God, I really have. You've worked. You've worked. You've earned it. My dream now, because my Saturday night got disrupted by everybody talking about like Mary's going nuts about the Travis Kelsey, uh, Taylor Swift at the concert kissing and oh, his reaction, all stuff. All like, you know, it's taken over the world. Like my Except for my world, <laughs> my dream has now become: you know, if the Chiefs make the Super Bowl this year, it's going to shatter every record for attention and, and, and ratings and and all this stuff because of the Taylor Swift factor. Like, imagine if they got if, if they lost and got it got blown to, to all to hell. And it was the Lions doing the winning. Like, the Lions beat the, the Chiefs in the playoffs. It would be incredible if the Lions won the Super Bowl and beat the Chiefs with Taylor Swift effect in full force. It would be, be the best thing ever. I think it would be better if the Eagles do it. Jason well, Kelsey goes off on a high note in retirement, and he takes Taylor Swift with him because he is the sexiest man in the in the, in the country. I do love that. Did you see that picture of them when they were at Cincinnati? I, I so badly wanted to retweet you and go, it's a Kelsey thing. You wouldn't understand. They're just <laughs> – It's just – just they look the, like every chunky uh, Ohio football bro that I knew growing up. Just they, they look just like him. And now yeah. one's dating Taylor Swift, and the other's somehow one of, a finalist for sexiest man of the year. <laughs> Unbelievable. That'll be Kelsey's role. Every other person at Dayton looked exactly like that when I was going to college there, talking about how they played at Coleraine or they played at Elder. Like it's just it, it, that's who they are. That's how they look. Uh, let's go back to the text line. God, we have so many. Five zero two four one four. Do we even do we even need to talk? Can we just read text the rest of the way? We probably can. Fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. I don't know where we're at in here. I if you missed it, I mean, we did. We talked a little bit about the big stories from the weekend. A little football in the first segment. I went on a pretty big rant in the second segment about uh, Kenny Payne and basketball. I, I don't think like I've got that many more rants in me. Like that was. Did we miss any national? We talked about Michigan and the death of Jim Harbaugh. Yes. Um, and the resurrection of Jim Harbaugh. Uh, we talked. What else did we? What was A and M firing their head coach? A&M Mississippi State seventy eight million dollars to get rid yeah. of Jim, Jim Mississippi State firing its head coach. Like all that stuff is, is kind of is out there. The other U of L sports. We, we I think we covered everything. Yeah. Was there anything anything else happened over the weekend that I'm like drawing a blank on? No. I mean the NFL slate was your Lions won. Ashton Gelade is ACC Defensive Player of the Week and also okay. a semifinalist for the Bednarik Award, which goes to nice. the best defensive player. Chuck Bednarik is uh, one of the last two way player. Awesome. Did you see uh, Yaya Diaby's tweet? I did not. I saw he had. He had. He said. He said played well for Tampa the last couple of weeks. So he sacked Will Levis, and there was a nice. tweet that was like Titans quarterback Will Levis is sacked by Bucks old linebacker Yaya Diaby, and he just quote tweeted it with L one C four heart sneezing emoji. I was like, well done. The rivalry never sleeps. I love it. All right, six and text five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. Texture says, anyone who's pissed off at KP and MN's basketball program, we all see it. We all see it. It's a good time. There's a reference to what's that reference to? A commercial. A commercial. Oh, okay. Texas is really excited to see the dilemma that the ACC refs will have when they call UNC versus Dabo at Clemson. Oh, they'll screw Dabo now. They're piling on Dabo. He's keeping re- – you don't buy – you buy stock in Clemson. I'm not buying stock in Clemson. Texas Mike, Kenny needs you. Give the basketball team a pep talk in the Mickey voice. Our potential storybook season depended on it. Depends on it. I'm not doing that. 
we, I would rather have Mickey. I, I'd rather have Mickey Mouse himself coaching this team. And the Mickey voice started with not knowing how Kenny Payne was going to sound at his first press conference. <laughs> Here we are, two years later. Now we're talking about giving pep talks in that same, <laughs> that same. Texas, by, by the way, that same texture who asked us if he was, if, if he, he's a bad person for betting on Chattanooga on Friday. No, no, you weren't. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that. I know. I'm just re- re- reassuring him now. Texas, can, can you give away a home field bomber jacket? I need one, but 160 is steep. I get it. No, we can't give one away. Wish we could. This guy's this guy's just being cheap, trying to get us to give one. What the hell, man? Come on. We will have a pretty sexy giveaway coming up. Uh, I think in the next month, which I'm excited about. Not home field related, but something else related. Okay. Should be pretty cool. High value in this. High, high, high value. You get to coach your basketball team for a game? Not that high. Actually, probably higher than that. <laughs> Takes us the clip of when Darius Perry is locking up Michigan's point guard for almost the entire possession back when they came in ranked number four and we were number one. We forced them into a bad shot. McMahon hits a three. The yum was rocking. I watched the clip and thought, it doesn't even look like we're playing the same sport anymore. We have to fire him. I know the buyout goes down by $2 million on April 1st, but I feel like if we could recoup most of that because people will come out and support the kids and the team once he's gone. We have got we have enough money to handle all this. Thank yeah, you, Cincinnati. I'm getting sick of people telling. I love all my Kentucky fans every time. Somebody, well, you can't afford it. Every time. I'm my buddy. Every, every, for the last like eight years, everything is, you're, where are you going to get the money? We always get the money. There's always money in the banana stand. We're always going to find the money. Money is never going to be an issue. I know that A&M has a bigger alumni base, and they've got that oil money down the there. The oil money yeah, is what but it is. They, like, they don't get as much from Adidas as we do. We are Adidas's number one highest paid athletic program. We've got enough money to yeah. handle an $8 million buyout and then to attract a attractive coaching candidate. Exactly. There's many things to worry about. Money it should never be on that list for Louisville fans. And we got no more stuff to pay to the NCAA. No no fear of having another fine. No fear of this and losing money. Like we're losing money now because nobody's going to games. Yeah, well. <laughs> Texas, oh yeah, the UFL rugby team won their second MAC championship in a row over the weekend. Go Cards. All right. Boom. We're, we're in the MAC? In rugby. Okay. It's not, a, it's not an officially sanctioned UFL sport. Like, oh, that's right. We've had this discussion. Yes, yes. It's club team. Texas, Georgia beats Bama, OSU beats Michigan, Pac-12 cannibalizes, Texas could get caught lacking if Louisville wins out, we in there. Did you pick Texas to lose this weekend at uh, TC, or were you just rooting for it? I did not. I picked USC to beat Oregon. Okay. What was the final? I didn't. I forgot about what would that be in the final that game? I think Oregon won by nine. Okay. Been it was like 36-27, something yeah. like that. It was never. They were up for pretty much the entire game. I would say because TCU did come back and almost took that game. I know, 29-26. Yeah. They had a shot. I don't think we ended up picking that game, but I, I thought that TCU had a shot. You might be right. I couldn't remember. Texas, to, par- to paraphrase Moneyball, there are good, then there are bad teams, then there's 50 feet of crap, <laughs> then there's us. <laughs> Can someone ask KP, quote, what is it you say you do here? I said that. I think I said that you said that exact quote last That's week. Correct. What would that. you say you do here? That, that, that Moneyball quote does fit this pretty perfectly. That's nailed it, Texas. Texas, if you had to put a number on the negative impact that Kenny Payne makes on the sidelines in any given game, what would it be? I'd say he does about a negative 35-point difference. The talent on our team should have easily beaten UMBC by 36 and Chattanooga by 25. I would love, I mean, in the future, I would, you know, we have all these simulation models out there now with AI. I would love like a 100%, like you can go to alternate universes and just test out theories. I would love in that scenario to test out what Louisville would have done against UMBC if they had no coaches. If it's just the players, they coach themselves. I, my hunch is they beat UMBC by more than one, but I'm not 100% certain. 
I don't know, because I just feel like if we did, it would just be kind of the same game plan we have on offense now already where we just got five guys spread across and we're just trying to do a two-man game where all offense is d- determined on Sky Clark getting to the lane and hoping the defense folds on him. Yeah, but we're making like stu- we're making unnecessary cuts and moving the ball because he wants to pass it five times before we shoot and all this stuff. I feel like if they just went out there and played, they'd be even better. At it least, wouldn't be great. At least I know what we're trying to do on offense. Defense, I still haven't figured out what we're trying to do. You're not alone. I mean, I know what we're trying to do on offense. It's not good. It's not, you know, it's it was it was a good offense, you know, 45 years ago, but it's, you know, now it's, you know, just it's a good offense to run in high school, but not in college, not on a high-level college at least. Texas says Friday's loss, I think best highlights what most of us already know. This is not a player issue or a team issue, it's a coaching issue. Both teams have head coaches in their second year at their respective programs. Both teams have basically brand new rosters from the previous year, though one team has more highly touted players that are bigger and stronger and with more stars next to their name. Uh, that was the team that got beaten in basically every facet of the game, and that happened simply because the other team was way better coached. Well, to be fair, I mean, yeah, they had a lot of turnover. They had 10 new players. I think we have, what, nine new players. But Dan Earl, while it's his second year at Chattanooga, he was a coach for, I think, like nine years at VMI. So he's, it's, it's not like this is his second year as a head coach, period. Your point, though, is a good one. Like, like he, is, he is doing more w- with his limited amount. And, and like I say that, I don't think – Chattanooga is going to have a like a fantastic year. No, like people were trying to do the thing after the UMBC game. It was like, I don't know, that looks like a team that could be in the tournament to me. And I'm like, no, like they're going to be a bottom half team in the America East, which is one of the worst conferences in college basketball. And I I feel even stronger about that after seeing what they did against Marist, who's not good at all either. Like Chattanooga is fine. Are they better coached than us? Yes, but that's more of an indictment on Kenny Payne than it is praise for for Dan Earl, who. Like, like runs a really good system, is really good at spacing teams out, but is not like a, a, a guy who's like, like it, he's not going to be on our short list to hire if, if we fire Kenny Payne at the end of this year. It's just he'd still do better than Kenny right now, though. Yes, yes. There's <laughs> yeah, there's no question about it. I mean, it's, a, it's kind of the short. The, the list is to define who would be worse than Kenny Payne right now. That's still alive. I mean, we've already piled on it. There's, there's no reason. Well, don't worry. He's not listening. Remember, he does. He does. He doesn't pay attention to the negative stuff. He doesn't, except for the hundreds of calls he gets. But then he gets hundreds of calls. Yeah. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> I'm saying so. We we can pile on Kenny. It's okay. Texter says this. This is one of those mean hypotheticals that I think is actually a good question. What's the over under? Take the over under on point five road wins for Kenny Payne during his whole U of L tenure. Hell, I'll even give you the neutral site games. So we have not won a road game. <sighs> Under Kenny Payne, yet we had four wins last year. They came at home against Western, FA, uh, Florida A&M, Tech, Georgia Tech, and Clemson. We did not really come close to winning a road game. What was our closest road uh, closest road game last year? I mean, I could look it up too. I'm looking at the scores, and they are so bad. I mean, every road game, it's like, oh, that was. I mean, I know it wasn't on that points. Maui trip. That's for damn sure. I mean, uh, I mean, our. Oh my God. Our clo- I think we had one game, it looks like, that we played away from home that was within single digits. I haven't seen one yet. And that, The closest outcome is Boston College. We lost by 10. It was the Miami game, 93-85. Uh, yeah, we lost by 8. You're which right. Which is yeah. hilarious considering that Miami team went to the Final Four. Um, <laughs> that was That's the only game we got within single digits on the road. And it was 8, which is not, not great. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Are we going to win a game away from home that this year? That is sad. I just, just when I think I can't get any sadder, I just do. Now, DePaul, December 9th, is an away game, and that's the game of the century. 
DePaul seems even less interested than we are in not being a total disgrace this year. They're 0-2. We're at least 1-1. and Just let Mark Aguirre will be there. Terry Cummings will be there. Rod Strickland's showing up. We are 175 on Ken Palm. They are 170. Ooh. Very much in play. And also, it's not really a home advantage for them because they get like 800 fans at their home games. Now, so. this is going to be the Kenny Payne motivational game, too, because this is the one school that actually thought about maybe hiring him but didn't. The one, Yeah, bit. show you what you, you wish you could have had. Yeah. Right? Yeah. A 1-7 coach who just came into your arena and built, beat you. Suck on that, Dwayne Peavy. I think somewhere DePaul fans are just like, there's no way dodging a bullet there. Yes, they let me know every single day. <laughs> Even if they lose to, to Purdue-Fort Wayne, they're like, at least we're not you. Well, thanks. <laughs> Texas says, Kenny Payne is from Mississippi. Love Bulldogs and ringing cowbells. Also heard coaching football is his real passion. <laughs> there's an open spot there. Are you surprised Mississippi State fired that guy after 11 games? I didn't even realize that you said it. I didn't know they fired him. I just saw the the Jimbo Fisher one. Yeah. Like, you said that, and I was like, what? I had started Googling it real quick. I was like, I didn't even notice that. I I feel like they felt like they had to. They're like, you can't. Well, that was just a bad situation, though. If a coach of a team that that beats you 51-10 fires their head coach, you kind of feel like you got to fire the guy that lost 51-10. I get, but I mean, listen, the only only reason I'm not a a fan of this this fire is because – you could have let him finish out the season. I mean, this was a, a bad situation. I mean, it wasn't a bad. He beat situation. Jed Fish for God's sake. Yeah, and he, and, but he didn't even get the job. I mean, when did Mike Leach pass? I mean, it was relatively close to the season. Yeah, I mean, this was this was a season where I know you don't want to do this if you're Mississippi State fan, but it's almost kind of like a, just a wash. I mean, it's so he coached them in the bowl game because Mike Leach died in December. Oh, was it okay? I thought it was. So he coached in the bowl game and then the ten games this year. So he coached eleven games and it didn't go well. But I'm kind of with you. I'm surprised that he didn't get more of a. Well, even let him finish chance. the year. Even if you want to fire him, just at least let him finish the year. I mean, then you let him go. I mean, and maybe they told him that. Maybe they're like, "Hey, we're gonna let you go the year." And he was like, "Well, just let me go now." I mean, it could have been the situation, but who knows? Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I mean, because you've got Southern Miss next, who I assume you could be able to beat if you're Mississippi State. But then Ole Miss, Egg Bowl. And then you got the Egg Bowl, which could get ugly. But I they got to win both those to get bowl eligible. Which is still weird that they had a chance to be bowl eligible and they fired the head coach. You're right, he did beat Jed Fish though. Who I, I thought hey, Jed Fish came out clutch. I picked I picked Colorado to upset them. And at some point, you're going to have to stop picking against Jed Fish. I know it's like three weeks in a row where you've gotten fished. <laughs> it's just Jedding all over your face. Wait a minute, how can you go away with that? And I get I get yelled at for saying cat fisting. He's Jed. <laughs> Texas says, who had a shorter run, the KP Mafia or the Alliance? The Mafia has completely dissolved. <laughs> I, I will say, like, I don't— I think no, the Alliance was was probably better at least still, though. There's no point in doing the whole, like, we were right, you were wrong thing. And, and I do give—because I've disagreed with the people that have been like, we're going to be really good this year in basketball. But I don't—I've I've I've said it a million times. I don't tell anybody how to fan. And if you were wildly supportive of Kenny Payne because you feel like that's what you should do as a Louisville fan, I'm fine with that. Like, I, I don't— I, I never like disrespected anybody that had a different opinion than I did. Uh, the only thing that I got upset with was when people were, were doing the opposite to people that were expressing concern about the future of the program and being like, you're not a real fan if you're saying that you know some of this is wrong, some of this is bad, this is not a good look. Like You just need to be sunshine and rainbows all the time, which I wholeheartedly disagree with. But I, I do give respect to the the people that have been adamantly and staunchly in support of Kenny Payne, who now are like, like I, I hand up, I was wrong. I was hoping this was going to work out. I thought it was. It does not look like the right hire. It's nobody wanted, nobody who doubted this hire wanted to be right. We no. all wanted to be wrong. I agree. We all wanted the people who were 
thought this was the right move to be right. And at the end of the day, we're all on the same team here. All that we want is for Louisville basketball to get back to you know making us feel the way that it has for most of our lives. Get back to being fun again. And I think the reason why we're at each other's throats so much and why there's been such a schism in the in the fan base has been because we all do care so much because these last five six years have been so painful and like if there is one good thing that this ha- that this is bringing about right now is it does sort of feel like we're all on the same page for the first time in a long time so there's that i, guess. I just want to feel good make me feel good make me feel good whoever the next head coach is josh heard make me feel good Texture says, I feel like Louisville being so bad on the road and or neutral sites uh, games doesn't give me a ton of confidence it's a on Saturday. We're about to go to break. I know, we got to go to break. I, I tell you what, we'll go to break, read more of your text. I know you guys have a ton. It's fine. It's your show. Last hour, we'll dedicate a solid chunk of time to that, and then we'll get you ready for the weekend or for the day that will be. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 961, the Big X. Johnny, come lately. Sports Radio, 5 o'clock hour here in the Mike Rutherford Show. You know, I've actually seen 96-1, the Big X. Did you just totally abandon the Eagles just because we were talking about Pink? Yeah. Well, I wanted something more upbeat for the 5 o'clock hour. You always, you always whine about me never being more upbeat. Yeah, but you just just totally just ditched the Eagles. You, Not you, the first you person just totally, to You just totally overlooked the fact that I, I admitted to seeing Pink perform in person. Yeah, you said that. Do you, do you know where? Um, No. She performed the national anthem at the Super Bowl. I was at. Oh, that's right. With yeah. a sore throat and did a hell of a job too. She's, look, she's a great performer. I just yeah. don't care for her music that much. I mean, it's the, just pop music. The it's one thing about that song that is the last line there before I started talking, where she's like, "I've got lots of style with my gold diamond rings. I can go for miles if you know what I mean." I don't know what she means. What I is, don't know what she means yeah. by like. I'm assuming it's some vague sexual reference, but it doesn't make any sense. Like you don't have sex for miles. It makes it makes. I don't. It never wouldn't mean anybody <laughs> does it. Well, I mean, man, I don't know. You're not moving. It'd be impressive, but I've never got what that. I'm like, I'm like, it doesn't even make any sense. Anyways, <laughs> it's my biggest issue with Pink right there. What's a better chance of me messing in bed for a mile or walking a mile? Make your entendre more believable, Pink. <laughs> but five, it doesn't rhyme. Does five it? o'clock hour here, the Mike Rutherford Show, 1459.61, the Big X. If you're just joining us, uh, first of all, sorry for that start. Happy Monday to you. We spent the first hour, if you want to go back and listen to the podcast, we talked a lot about the, the weekend that was in college football. Uh, UofL not clinching a berth in the ACC championship game because the ACC refs are corrupt and screwed Duke over on Saturday. Uh, we talked about the basketball game on uh, on Friday night in the second segment. I kind of got a little rattled. I went on a big rant. I was upset. I'm still upset, but I'm going to tone it back. That may be the last big rant that I go on about this because there's nothing else to say. I can't say the same thing any more than I already have. 
But the, oh, I dare you. I bet you I can. Know. The post-game press conference, though, the whole, like, they thing just it, it really rubbed me the wrong way, and I'm, I'm sick of it. Like, I, I'm, I'm done with that. I'm done with the they. It's we and us. Come on, Kenny. You're the head coach. You get paid tons of money. Stop. Stop deflecting. Stop deferring blame. I mean, they're practicing so hard, and we're doing over all this. I'm just like, no, stop. What? No, you're practicing tip drills. I'm, 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 I'm done with it. I'm done. Thornton's text line dominated the second hour. It will dominate no. a lot of this hour as well because a lot of people have a lot of thoughts, which we understand. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. Uh, before we, we get back into that, Louisville, their current outlook for the, the, the postseason seems to continue to be the Orange Bowl. I, you know, this game this weekend, it seems like sort of the one that's going to get lost in the shuffle a little bit because the rivalry game is after it. Which we found out today, we don't. We're not going to find out the kickoff time for the UK game until this weekend, which is annoying. People have Thanksgiving plans, we have tailgating plans. Like, let's go ahead and get that established. Hopefully, it'll be three thirty or seven. Uh, don't don't want the noon game. Or you, I got no plans. No, you, but you're not going to the game either. So true. No, are you? I think I will. We will be going to this game. Oh, you are. Okay, good. That's the plan. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but like, like that game's going to get a lot of attention if we go to the conference championship game, which it's still apparently like a 90% chance that that's going to happen. That will get a lot of attention as well. This game is is huge to me for not just the purposes of us staying alive in, in the, the playoff and trying to go up in the rankings and all that good stuff. I think if you, if you lose it, you run the risk of having a final three or four games of the season that doesn't totally... I, I, I guess like overwhelm what transpired before it going nine and one and starting nine and one, but it does kind of be, it serves as sort of like an off season bummer. If you lose this game against Miami and then you bounce back and you beat Kentucky and then say you lose to FSU in the conference championship game, you get to go to the orange bowl or a, a different big time bowl game and you lose that. I think people are, are more or less fine with that. It's still, it's a double digit win season. Something we have not done since Charlie strong was here and nobody wants to lose three out of the last four games, but they will all come against talented, really good teams. If you lose to Miami, or if you, if you beat Miami, but then lose to UK, lose to FSU, lose the bowl game, I think then people are not frustrated, but a little bit annoyed by the way the season ended. Like 2016 was still a good year for Louisville football. Lamar Jackson winning the Heisman was something that we never thought we'd ever see here. It was very memorable, but the fact that they got dominated by Houston and then lost to Kentucky and then weren't really competitive in the bowl game, it did put a damper on things. I think you can help avoid that with a win this weekend. If you lose it, you really, really need to beat Kentucky to make sure that we keep this enthusiasm going into the offseason. The, the only the big difference between that and your comparison to the Lamar Jackson here is that I think that, yes, you would be instant disappointment, especially if you lose Kentucky and then, like, FSU in the bowl game, let's say, for that in that scenario, and maybe even get dominated in the bowl game. I'm assuming it'll be a good like bowl, conference championship game. Or conference championship game and bowl game, though, if you lose to both. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there will be instant, you know, some, I don't want to say backlash, but you'll have some people like, oh man, what happened? This was going so well. The good thing about that is the difference between that and that comparison to that, that Lamar year is that within a few weeks, I, Jeff's going to have recruits in here and the, the instant turnaround of next year is going to be awesome. Sure. It's going to be just, because how quickly do we forget sometimes about that bowl game win or lose sometimes as soon as the offseason starts kicking in? And as soon as we start looking at possibly the tra- especially the names that we're going to get, which is the transfer portal the way it is now, I mean it, it'll easily make you forget. I think the bowl game, win or lose, really, to be honest with you, I mean the the, the how that's going to end up. Depending, I mean the bowl game aside, if we win like a, like an orange ball, or sure. Something, but 
to your point, I, I think for that reason, like the UK game is almost, it's not more important, it's just as important as the bowl game, just because people are, you know, UK is 6-4 and four now. We'll see what they do this weekend against South Carolina before they play us. No, they already played South Carolina, I thought. I think they play South Carolina this weekend. Oh, that's a late play for them. Usually they play them earlier in the season. Right, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure that's the game this weekend. So we'll see how they fare in that one. But like they've, they've got four losses. It's been sort of a disappointment for them. Yeah, you're right. But they can kind of save things if they beat a Louisville team that's having, I mean, not a dream season, but is having one of its best seasons in recent memory. Like That will be a huge deal for them, and it will really sting for us because you know we, we don't have a win recently to fall. We haven't beaten them since Lamar Jackson was here. So I think you need that win to solidify the fan base's enthusiasm. Because I think you're right. Like, like Once the season ends and we start getting some guys in the portal and recruiting starts going, we'll get excited again. But that one would just – it would linger a little bit because I think we all want – I think we're all just sick of that. So beating Miami, certainly a big deal as far as keeping your biggest dreams alive. If you lose it, it just becomes that much more important that you take care of business in the rivalry game a week later. Uh, by the way, we did mention – did see the confirmation. Shout out to Ty Spaulding for texting me to letting me know that uh, Tyler Van Dyke, while we were on the air, has been named the quarterback one for this week. Miami OC Shannon Dawson, another name that has something to do with UK. Who was that? Yep, also he just did his first pick. Yeah, at UK. Let's not, let's not talk smack now. He's liable to go for all for like 450. We can't get, can't get I mean, crazy. he did last time he played this, didn't he? I mean, yeah. Yeah, but again, that was, a, that was a completely different situation. Shannon Dawson said this about Tyler Van Dyke and how he handled last week being benched. He said he was great all week. Pack practiced great, was great on the sidelines, was great with Emory. You've got to take the high road and be ready for your next opportunity. So this is a guy, I mean, he's been around a lot. He's getting a ton of money from them. Uh, through NIL, but he has thrown 12 interceptions so far this season. He's been wildly erratic, but still, like we know, he has the ability to put up big time numbers. It's the thing that scares me about this game. They are incredibly talented. They do this every year where they sort of unravel after they have their first loss. They lose a tough game against Florida State, and there's some team that's having a good year that they just decide to play well against. They decide they're going to try. And they kind of run away from them. I'm worried that it's going to be us, but hopefully, maybe you know, maybe they they folded a little bit after the the Florida State game. It was a tough, well fought game that they played deep into the fourth quarter. Um, Miami. We'll talk more about them as the week goes on, but they've got a very very bizarre resume because you can easily say, well, they they could easily be nine and one. They've lost these close games. They're not. They could easily be zero and six in the conference. Their only two league wins were one in overtime and one in double overtime. So it's they're a bizarre team. There's no question that they're super talented. Brom said today in his press conference that he thinks that these next two teams that they're going to play, Miami and Kentucky, are the two most talented on their schedule, which is... Uh, says something about their coaching. Also says something about Notre Dame. I think a little bit of a slight towards Notre Dame. I don't know if I totally agree, but they're definitely... I mean, Miami... No, Jeff Jeff's playing the coach speak there. I mean... We know Miami's... Like, their recruiting classes are, are what they are. We know there's four- and five-star talent all over the field. It just doesn't seem to show up for whatever reason. And Kentucky has recruited well as well. Like they've they've yeah. got a lot of talented kids on that team, no question about it. We'll talk more about that as the week goes on. But we've been talking a lot of basketball here. We'll turn things but things back over to you guys. We'll definitely talk more about it on Wednesday and Thursday. <laughs> We're gonna beat Coppin State. I know. She's if we beat Coppin State after every game, it's the we game lose. of the year, Trevor. Okay. So let's just hear me out. So we beat Coppin State, okay? And who do we play after Coppin State? I forget now. We play yet. Texas on Sunday. Oh yeah, then we got to Texas. So after after the after every loss, we just all we do is recap the Coppin State game, well, okay. the last win. We we only talk the last win in U of L basketball. We might be talking about Coppin State in January, but that's all we do is talk about the last win. Yeah, I say we just go full like full bore on Thursday. We act like this is the biggest win in U of L history. <laughs> It's not a tweet, like, talking trash to Coppin State. It's like, in hour number three, we're ranking the 15 best plays from the Coppin State game. (laughs) 
I, I think it's a great plan. I'd be work for me. Texture says 502-414-1450. Oh, this is the text that I started and we didn't have enough time for. We'll get back to you. Sorry, I don't want to leave you out, Texture. I feel like Louisville being so bad on the road and or neutral side games this year doesn't give me a ton of confidence on Saturday, but I don't see North Carolina winning at Clemson coming after that emotional win over Duke. I'm getting the feeling that Louisville gets into the title game with two conference losses. Louisville and Carolina both take an L this weekend. If this game was at home, it would be all cards from start to finish, but my God, they tense up everywhere else. To be I fair, we, if we were at home, I think we would just roll on Miami. I mean, to be fair, we didn't look great at home on Thursday. True. And the numbers, I know we've used that. That was Thursday. I told you, we don't like weekday right. games. We've used that how bad did we get beat actually analytical chart a couple of times to show like, hey, we should have won this game by way more. We thoroughly dominated it. Like this year, was this week was one of the first times where we've been on, like by the stats, we should have lost that game. Like every every number from Thursday night says Virginia probably should have had a victory and we were lucky to escape with a win. And I think that if you watch that game, you kind of, I think you, you, would, you would agree. So, would love to see us pick it back up. Hopefully, it'll be a little bit of a, a wake-up call. Hopefully, the extra couple days of rest got some guys healthy, and we'll be able to go down there and beat a, a talented team in Miami that's looking to. You know, they're not going to salvage their season by beating us, but it will be some. It'll be a feather in their cap to say we beat a top ten team at home. I just realized Juan Dixon had just been like, "Yo, was Coppin State's coach." Oh, I didn't think I realized that. I knew he was a head coach. He was the head coach there from seventeen until last year, and now it's Larry Stewart. I know he did a bad job. I knew that he was a coach somewhere. I just like seeing one day. I was like, this gives me the flashback to the Maryland days. That just makes me feel old again. But yeah, I knew he was a coach somewhere and that he did a bad job. Oh, yeah. He was uh, He was 51 and 131. Not good. His last three years, he won nine games each season. Well, I mean, I think I'd take nine In wins. In fact, he won. Here's his resume. 5, 8, 11, 9, 9, 9. Sounds like a dream to me. It's like a phone number. <laughs> Texas says, hey, back off the basketball team. We ran into a team that just happened to have the Chinese Michael Jordan, their point guard. <laughs> could not be stopped. I kind of look like an extra in a Teen Wolf movie. <laughs> I saw him and I was like, "Come on, really?" He was one of those no, guys. He's Twelve. Yeah, and, and he like didn't look good either. I was like, "This no. guy's not good." What are we doing? The and we haven't talked about the actual game that much, but like one of the most annoying things, but for me, was they Honor Huff, the kid who had transferred in from VMI that we talked about, who had to sit out last year because the inter transfer rule in the Southern Conference, which is dumb. Yeah, but like, you know, I, I was like, he's going to be, I think, their leading scorer this year. He lit us up, obviously, but we let him shoot from the same spot. It was very clear early on that he loved the left wing, and he ran right to that spot every time he was on the floor, and we just let him do it. Like, well, in fairness, have you seen us guard anybody on the wing ever? But he took, like, six shots, six threes from there in the first ten minutes, and we're like, yeah, maybe he'll start missing at some point. Like, he's going to the same spot every time. Stop letting him do 13. this. It was so annoying. And then the, the, what we thought might be their best player, the, the Zeta kid, he actually didn't play great. He didn't do much. And we still got beat. No, we're not good. Texture says Coppin State may be 360 uh, out of 362 on Ken Palm, but Lemoyne is 361. And well, what did Lemoyne do? Just, I don't. I don't know. Uh, they, I saw them. They got referenced as a D2 team. Um, I mean, they they got killed by Georgetown and Villanova. I'm not sure what that, what that, what that reference means. I don't know what you're talking about. Does apparently Lemoyne sucks? They do, uh, but he says and well dot 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 dot. As if like there's something good about Lemoyne. I don't I don't understand the text. Texas, why didn't we hire this Kenny? It's Kenny from Southwood. I mean, that'd be okay with it. Texas TK said he's gonna put it on his producer hat at the end of the year. Isn't that what his job is to begin with? <laughs> he's always wearing it. I'm just tightening it up. Texas LOL. Trevor just made an announcement that he was going to do his job. <laughs> I'm gonna put on my producer hat and produce. 
Someday I'm gonna put on my radio show host hat. <laughs> I'm waiting for. I'm waiting to put. On, I'm not putting my producer hat on until Kenny puts his coaching hat on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate you for that. Texas, the Lions were one and a half to two and a half favorites on most apps. What kind of janky app did Trevor use? I got him. I think it's not better earlier in the week because they were three and a half when I took them. I saw they went off at two and a half yesterday. I think it went down. Because everybody was celebrating the lot that, you know, winning by three made them some money. I, of course, it was the one game that I didn't bet. The one game that I felt the most confident about, I was like, eh, I'll load up on this one, was Saints against the Vikings. And right away, I was like, oh, God, no. <laughs> you like the Saints? Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm just not, I'm oh, not no. seeing the board at all. I'm, I'm not seeing it. Yeah, I, I especially when, when I got two teams that I think are somewhat even, I'm always taking the home team. I, I just didn't believe Josh Dobbs. Yeah. I thought Josh Dobbs. No, Dobbs has been playing well. Dobbs looks great. He, he's, if he looked as good as he played, he'd be, he'd be sexiest man of the year. Texas, the worst thing that Payne said is how he doesn't want this to be a coach-driven program. What the bleep does that even mean? I don't even do, I have He doesn't to, know. Does Kenny Payne even know what he means? He doesn't know. I mean, I sometimes don't even know. He, it's like one of my favorite family guys comments when Peter's talking. Brian looks at him and goes, do you even hear yourself? He's like, I black out like every now and then. It's That's how I think Kenny Payne does practice. I think he just blacks out at some point and he just doesn't even know what he's saying. I, mean, he, he, I do it all the time on the radio. He had this quote about like beer muscles. And I was like, what are you talking about? I must have missed that quote. <laughs> I mean, again, we haven't talked about the ins and the outs of the game because, you know, what, what purpose what does it serve? Is. But like the, the end of the game, I mean, we made a run. We get down seven. Mike James misses a, a three that would have cut it to four. And, and then, you know, there's we're down seven. We wait, we wait 25 seconds to foul with less than a minute to go. And I was like, who is coaching this team? And like the Jody and Kent were like, they're trying to get him to foul. I'm like, Try harder, yell. There's not that many people in the crowd. I'm sure they can hear you. Foul, foul, foul. Speaking what of crowd, props to the one guy, the big guy on the sideline that was trying to get everybody pumped he's up. He's there every game. Yeah, he's going. Nuts. I mean, power to you, buddy. But I mean, you just. I mean, no. I I don't know how you. I don't. They kind of coke you're on to get that enthusiasm still, but I don't know, dude. Texas, we don't need to talk about basketball, but we what we need to talk about is the Pierce Clarkson, DeAndre Moore, Ruben Owens reunion tour taking the football world by storm next season. We I, I mentioned it in passing. DeAndre Moore went to Texas, right? He did. Okay. Texas says Kenny Payne has done more to hurt this program than the NCAA ever did in the last 10 years. On-court performance, win-loss record, ticket sales, butts and seats, TV viewership, recruiting, fan morale, fan division, <laughs> fan and public transparency, <laughs> and interaction, national opinion and outlook on the future. Kenny Payne is the cloud over this program. I mean, is there I don't disagree. I, I was half expecting his last thing to be, he ruined the soda machine, <laughs> the nachos taste like crap now. I mean... <laughs> Our pizza's stale. Thanks, Ken. And I think it's—I wouldn't say he's done more to hurt this than the assembly has, but he's not helping. I—I I kind of agree with the texture. I mean, I, just, I think you can rebound quicker from the, what Kenny, the damage Kenny Payne has done than what maybe the NCAA was doing to us. Is what I mean by that, I guess. But I mean, we I were know. number one in the country in 2019 while on probation, while still under the the, the cloud, while not knowing what the NCAA was going to do and the being cloud. on probation. Like, there's. Yeah, you know, people can say, "Do I think that it was ideal?" No, but you very clearly could recruit underneath the NCAA cloud, and <laughs> there was never an excuse for Chris Mack to be as bad as he was down the stretch the last two years. And I don't think that he would have been had COVID not sort of wrecked things. I don't think he, I don't think he would have been like Patino good or as good as we wanted him to be. But I think that team his his third year would have been fine, and who knows how the team his second year would have ended up getting to play in the, in the postseason. But like the NCAA stuff is not the excuse that Payne and company want it to be. Like, the, the, the program, there's no excuse for us to be this bad. No, I, I think we should get John Carpenter, who's a Kentucky native, to do a movie called The Cloud. A horror movie, like The Fog, but and, The and Cloud. It, and then it ends up kind of being nothing, and we kill ourselves for no reason. 
<laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> My Texas did the same Texas that shut up TK. Mike agrees with me. <laughs> Texas, when is the probation period officially over for Louisville basketball? If we get a new coach after this season, wouldn't they have to deal with pro- would, would they have to deal with probation at all? No. It was two year probation. It got instilled, it started November of twenty twenty two. So after this year, we will be I guess like still dealing with one off season being on probation and then we'll be out of it once next year starts. So not much longer. So Kenny's still dealing with the cloud. Yeah, I guess the cloud Texture says this is the salty mic. We want speaking the truth and not holding back. We can't stand for this garbage with our program. Texture says, I also understand the talk that Kenny's some great guy. He has never taken any accountability at any point and literally insinuated last season that players and their families are bad people. He did do that. He did kind of do that. that, was, that well, was, he didn't do that. He mostly he did it by saying that he's recruiting people from better families or something. It is, he's like, we're going to recruit players yeah. from good families. So, I mean, he didn't is, I think that's in direct way say bad, but it's in an indirect way, yeah. That's what he says. He insinuated, which I think is exactly what he did. He did, yeah. He does suck. He loves does, he does love sucking up to Sky Clark, though. It's his boy. I think he loves him more than Zan. Sky Clark and Trey White are making so much money, too. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Are they? They are. Texas says, so, uh, so the multi-million dollar question, when does the inevitable exit happen? I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I've got, you know, this is the, the portion where I wish that I could give you like, hey, I'm hearing this. I mean, I'm hearing a million things and I've got no idea if any of it's substantive. Like, like, like are there rumors out there that like they're organizing the buyout? Sure. I mean, there, there, there was that rumor like two weeks ago that they'd asked Danny Manning to be the interim. Like, like there, there are rumors everywhere. I, I I don't. I can't tell you anything. I said this like last week, and I, I do mean it triply. I almost. I, I'd rather let Kenny Payne finish the season, only because if you do let him go at any point, whether it be tomorrow, next week, next month, whatever, six games left in the season, whoever the interim coach is is probably gonna do a better job. And I just don't want the the side chatter of maybe we should give him the job. I don't even want that as a possible. No offense, to anybody on the staff. I don't want any of them back. Like just bye, peace. See you later. Great job at Kansas and 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 Duke and in and, and Oregon, but go on. I just don't even want that even to be a possibility. I have gotten to the point where it's it's like when you have a something traumatic happens to you in your life, and there are people who are a part of it that weren't directly like at fault, but you still like you just don't want to see them anymore. Yeah, it's, I mean, it just reminds you like I'm ready to sort of just wash my hands of this entire thing. And just pretend like it didn't happen. Nolan, I, you're always welcome to visit Louisville. Your dad was great. I, 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 I met him, actually. I got to meet him and got his autograph just a month before he unfortunately passed. He was coaching my cousin Olivia's soccer team. But I just – and you have great ties here. I, but go enjoy your success as a coach somewhere else. I, I just I, – I, and, and I know that if whoever steps in, if we let, you know, what's his uh, – Kenny, Kenny Bain go – Say there's 20 games, 16 games left in the season, 15 games, whatever, 10, and that coach wins three or four games. There's you're going to hear some chatter from the fan base of that. Maybe no, we should give won't. this. I, I, I don't think. I hope right. not. Maybe you're right, and I but I don't even want that to be a possibility. So just let Kenny Payne finish the season as bad as it's going to be, and then let's move on. I mean, there was like very little chatter for Mike Pegues, who did a, a better job than we I think would have guessed, but. It, there was never I'll take my right there now. There was never a real like groundswell. For people were like, "You you should just give the job to Biggie." I think now people have been like, "Biggie would have done a better job," but of course, <laughs> it's like hindsight is twenty twenty. There, but for the most part, people were like, "Let's just let's move on." What if it's Nolan though? This has been no. This has been like ten times worse than what was going on with Mac. I, I think that everybody's just ready for something totally different. Texture says uh, more like Big X worst bets, Mike. Well, 
Thank you. It was bad. I'm sorry. I, had a bad, I still have a winning record for the year, but I, I've, that's three you straight. You went 0-3, though, right? I went 0-3. Yeah. So I'm now like 11-9-1. How are we doing our pick em, so? You beat me out, I think. I don't know. I, I know I took a couple shots that misfired. Like, I took USC to beat Oregon. I know that was wrong. And we, see, I know I took, obviously. We both took Indiana, and they should have won. Yeah, I know. Good Lord. That's... You missed on one game, I know, that I that I got wrong. Well, I missed on Colorado and Arizona. That's, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, I mean. I think you may have gained a game or two on me. but Yeah, baby. Texas says TK's Taylor Swift hypothetical made zero sense. It really did. Uh, no, I just wanted you to picture naked signing autographs. Texas with KP, Taylor Swift signing autographs naked outside the Yum may be our only chance at 10K people. <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with this? Oh, I, I just gave you a, a, image, a visual image of, K, uh, of Taylor Swift naked signing autographs, and you think that you're making fun of me? Come on, dude. Texas, my only gripe with all these folks, Derwin Webb, Ryan McMahon, et cetera, talking about men's basketball attendance, are nowhere to be found at the women's games. You don't have to be a season ticket holder for women, but damn, shut up. Jeff is successful, recruits his, and works his butt off, and still asks for fan support. He also supports all of the other UofL sports. Stop telling me that I have to spend my money and show up to unsuccessful games where the coaches don't know what they're doing and don't seem to care. And ACC women's basketball is so tough. Notre Dame, NC State, North Carolina, Va Tech, graduate already, Liz Kitley, and next year, Stanford. Yeah, big weekend for the ACC and women's basketball. NC State stunned UConn. They're not going anywhere. Va Tech looks fantastic. Uh, that, we, is, that is something that I guess we are almost forget. That's the, almost, that's the worst thing about the way KP is bad is the ACC is just so ripe for the taking. It's right been now. the worst it's been since we've been in the conference. Like the last two, like last year and this year combined, are going to be like some of the worst ACC years ever. Two years ago was bad too. Like, I, yeah, I mean, it's just and then it just no, it's just like it's no one wants to 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 take the you know the reins and move up, and it, it's there, it's there for the taking, and we're just looking at it like. Idiots. Texas right too. I mean, the women's basketball attendance. Like yesterday, if you watch the DePaul game, I mean, the lower bowl is pretty much full. That they're going nuts the entire time. Like you know, if you're going to say we need to support men's basketball, maybe you need to be supporting women's basketball as well. I mean, I don't fault the former players who are like, this is. I don't. They weren't even blaming the fans. I think they had to like make corrective statements, but everybody's so on edge. Like Derwin Webb, he posted something before the UMBC game saying like it should be better than this for Denny Crum, and I, I get where he's coming from. Coach Crum clearly meant a lot to him. I like Derwin a lot, but the fan base is, is like, they're going to kind of fight back and be like, you know, you want us to show up. Let's start putting a product on the floor. That's worth me paying money for and, and coming to these games. And Ryan McMahon, I think he just, his tweet was more just like, why don't we like, instead of just complaining about everything, just show up and support and see if it gets better. Well, that's not, what does, what does that do? Well, I think also like the, the pushback on that would be like, people supported at the beginning of last year. It didn't really help. Like support is clearly like the, the fan base is not the issue here. Like when, when attendance has been good, it's not like it's made the team play better, but I don't know. Texture says, uh, who is Cincinnati's coach, basketball coach these days? Any chance they come after pain? It's the well, same joke. That's I made that joke a little bit on on Friday as well. Uh, yeah. West Miller, but our hope is that West Miller goes to UNC after this year and then they hire campaign from us. I don't. Lightning won't strike twice there. I don't think. I don't think so either. Somebody's got to hire KP from us. Come on. Texas says. Wagner. I went to the game Friday night. Attendance is the issue. The university can handle two years of bleeding, not three. It was embarrassing. The paying fans have voted. One game sample. KP talked to subs. He did talk to everyone coming out. Not sure of the follow up with assistant coaches. Okay. Okay. Texas says, when will the YouTube cameras be ready so we can see Trevor do the Daniel Garcia dance? <laughs> you don't know the da- I can't do the Daniel Garcia dance. I don't I'll, know the Daniel Garcia dance. I'll either. tell you what, at the break, I'll come show you the Daniel Garcia dance. You don't have to do that. No, I'm going to show that's you. That's okay. No, that's okay. I'll do it for you. Uh, they're coming next week, by the way. 
What happened? YouTube cameras or Louisville gets 10 wins? Louisville wins a road game? Louisville wins a road game. <laughs> or YouTube cameras. I love how you set the bar so I'm winning. I just want to get single digits at this point. What if we beat Texas on Sunday? What if we lose to compensate and then beat Texas on Sunday? <laughs> what an enigma it would be. We'd be like, what, what do we do with this guy? Texas fires their coach at prior to the game. Like, we win the Empire Club. We beat Texas and we beat UConn. If we, with losses to Chattanooga and Coppin State on our resume. If we beat Texas, I guarantee their alumni are going to be, are going to be sitting around going, is the Chris Beard stuff really that bad? They'd fire Rodney Terry. <laughs> yeah. Again. Can, we, can we bring Beard back? I mean, he's sober, right? 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 Okay. We're good? Texas says Dusty may be interest? Question mark? Oh, I get it. Because Dusty may. Texas, will we take a, a look at Chris Beard? No, we won't. I don't think so. No. I, I, I would love to take a look at Chris Beard, but we're not going to. He can go. If we we would have been now would we have gotten a chance at Chris Beard if he didn't take the miss oh miss job right after this? Say he takes the year off and he stays in limbo. Would, I don't think so. I, I probably agree with you more, but I wish I think there'd be a better chance. But I don't. I think the, the chance is slim. Yeah. Did you see? I I did feel bad for if it was Kenny Payne. I assume it's the person running his Twitter account. But you know, he does like the only thing that he basically posts anymore is just like the happy birthday to his players. <laughs> and it was unfortunately yesterday was Karan Davis's birthday, so he just had this like oh, happy birthday, KD. Hope you have a great day. No exclamation point. No go cards. Karan Davis has not played in the first two games. Like all the responses were just like either you suck or like why don't you actually play this guy if you want to wish him a happy birthday. I was like here we go again. It's Fabio Basile all over again. No, he, and he's the one guy that didn't get the character and is listed as uh, under his description, isn't he? Not great character. What, he was what, what? What was his ACC? His, uh, his adequate or his something? athleticism and skills are adequate for ACC play. Adequate. I was like, well, don't set the bar too high. I mean, that's your top assistant's top recruit, by the way. Yeah. <sighs> Texture says, "Who does Patino hate at U of L? Are those people all gone? Rick Patino his, himself is still out there. We're not getting Patino back. Yeah, uh, they, the most of them are gone, but I think Patino the, the wound is still a little fresh for Patino. I think he'll forgive us as time goes on, but not right way. The way it was laid out to me a couple years ago was that he would need." U of L to basically like grovel to him, and even then he, he probably, like like that's not going to happen. You, give me two, you, give me a third Kenny Payne year, and I'll grovel naked. Well, I think people would, but like that that wasn't going to happen then. It's not going to happen now. And this was before he took the St. John's job. Like I, I genuinely think that he's he's happy to be in New York. I think he's, he feels like it's a fitting end to his career. Uh, and you know, as long as he keeps getting the NIL, like the story about him today was great. And he was like. He's like, facilities don't matter as much as NIL. It's all about NIL. And he's like, you can attract the same level of player here as you can at Kentucky or wherever you want. NIL is the great equalizer. And as long as he gets players, I think he's going to be fine with that job in St. John's. They play Michigan tonight, which I think should be a, Ooh, a good, good game. Because Howard's still out, right? Yes, and I think Michigan's good. Like, like I think that they're vastly underrated right now. Like, I think St. John's is going to be fine this year. I think they have a good chance to make the NCAA tournament. I obviously love Rick. I think that, again, take my betting picks right now for what they're worth. But St. John's is a one-and-a-half-point favorite. I think Michigan's going to win tonight. I think they'll win What I would do to get I, – I would be Channing Tatum, and he could be Danny McBride from This Is The End if it would be bring Patino back. <laughs> Those don't get that reference. Google it. <laughs> or don't. Or, yeah. And I'll, I'll rephrase that. Google it at home, not at work. <laughs> I'm not responsible for what you get fired for at work. Uh, let's take a break. <laughs> when we come back, we'll get to as many texts as we can before the end of the show. We'll talk about some of the other games tonight that are big, uh, both in the basketball and football world. We'll make some picks that you can just throw in the trash, which is fine. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, Monday edition here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X.
Jason here with AirServe, and I have an offer you can't refuse for this month only. He was brutally handsome. She was terminally pretty. Welcome back in. Final segment here of the Mike Rutherford Show. We're like getting back to those dancing party in the other room. You did, yeah. You, you showed me the dance of the wrestler. Did you Google it? I liked it. I have not, not Googled it. Just to Google it like the comparison. Ago. <laughs> How much time do you think I had? I don't know. What else are you doing? You, know, you sound like exactly, it's like the treatment that I get at home where Mary's like, hey, will you call that like, like the groomer for something real quick? And like five seconds later, did you call that groomer yet? Oh, I'm like, God. no. I'm like, in the don't, last thirty seconds. Don't even start telling me about the, the lack of concept of time with a woman when I from my house. I, I literally, I'll be like taking the trash out. She's like, hey, can you uh, call this person sometime? And I'm like, yeah. I like throw the trash away. I come back inside. She's like, did you call them yet? I'm like, no, no. That's you. My favorite is my mom will come in the room. She's like, oh, Louisville's playing. Are they winning. I'm like, yeah. And like five minutes later, she'll come in like, did Louisville win? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> cruised. Finished an entire third quarter, two, three quarters of a basketball game. Uh, <laughs> women seconds. be asking questions. <laughs> Comic hour here with Mike and Trev. The, oh, uh, the ne- we talked about uh, two major head coaches getting fired in the last 24 hours. Mississippi State uh, dropping its head coach. Texas A&M dropping its head coach. The odds of the next coach to be fired. Ooh, that's a good one. Five to one on Dave Aranda from Baylor. He's the favorite right now. Sam Pittman at Arkansas and Tom Allen at Indiana. Are both the six to one second choices right behind them? Jeff Halfley at Boston College, who I think it, you know he was doing well in saving his job, and they got blasted by Virginia Tech. I called that beat Tech game. You did. You nailed that one. Yeah. And Ken Wilson of Nevada are seven to one. The odds for the next Texas A and M full time head coach, Lane Kiffin is the favorite at five to one. Okay, because you think they have somebody in mind, right? Yeah, there's a lot of love for Lance Leipold. I've seen that going around for both Texas A okay. and M and Michigan State for the next head coach there. I'm but uh, more teams aren't focusing on my boy up in uh, Washington. I mean, I just assume he's not going to leave. I guess. Yeah, I think but, that he's probably untouchable for them. Yeah. Mike Elko is seven to one on those on those odd lists as well. Mike Norvell also seven to one hmm. on that list. So, I mean, come on. How can you think you can take a Florida State coach and you can't take a Washington coach? Come on. Yeah. All right, we've got no disrespect to Washington, but I mean, you're not Florida State when it comes to programs. Yeah. We have a billion texts to try to get through during All this right. last segment. We will go as quickly as we can. We'll try to get to as many as we can. And then we will talk about some games on tonight. College basketball, nice night. Monday Night Football, nice night. Should be fun. Texture says, Trevor, we will not hire an assistant coach. Stop talking about it. Yeah, but he texts mine and says, I don't care if the guy goes 20-0 and 0 after we, we, we're not bringing him back. Yeah. Texture says, Mike, if we fire Kenny Payne before the end of the season, will you commit to doing an emergency pod? Of course. If we fire Kenny Payne, yeah. I mean, we did an emergency pod when the podcast was in its infancy when we got rid of uh, Chris Mack, when we, mutual parting of ways. We did an emergency pod then. So, yeah. Definitely. Emer- we'll do an emergency radio show if that happens. It'll be fire Kenny Payne? Yeah, or if, yeah, if he fires or quits or whatever. We'll definitely. Yeah. We'll, I remember we went live on WHAS back in the day when Petrino got fired midseason. People want to hear you got to get to the radio. Talk. I mean, he was doing a live show. He was doing a show when he got fired. Yeah, not live, but he was. <laughs> he, his show was on when he got fired, which was hilarious. I was doing a TV show with Nick Roush for the, the, w, the TV station here for us. Texter says, um, Mike... Um, who do you want to be the coach, or are you still on Skype? We, we kind of got into it. Yeah. My top three that I feel are realistic, this is from Chris the Plumber, are in no particular order. Mick Cronin, Kelvin Sampson, or Scott Davenport. What are your thoughts? Who was the first one he said? Mick. Well, you know I don't like Mick. Um, I think there will be 
the, the only I mean, again, like people are throwing out stuff left and right, and I choose to take all of it with a grain of salt. I do think there will be a push from some, particularly one large booster at U of L to go after Mick Cronin. I feel confident in saying that, and I'd be fine with it. Of those three listed, Chris, I would the only one I really li- actually like for the job would be Samson. I just don't think we can. Samson would be a steal. I just don't know. Kid, him, yeah. That that mofo can coach. Yeah, that guy's, I mean, he he's can, a beast, and he can turn us around. I think very quickly. Texas Mike, you were about to say some uh, some uh, what big names we think we could realistically get, get, and the Big X ad ran, and I didn't get to hear it. Sorry. Uh, we, 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 we we didn't really get into it that much. But if you want to hear that discussion, podcast is out there. We just talked, we talked, we threw out there the, the usual names. Yeah, there's not really anything we haven't said before. Texas Buzz Williams has always been my favorite non U of L coach. Have always pulled for his teams. I don't know if he can recruit for the Louisville level though. He's recruited well enough at A and M. I I think he's definitely an old school guy who's sort of against NIL. I think there there would be issues with bringing in Buzz, but he's another guy that definitely can coach. You don't want somebody against NIL. That's the last thing you really want, right? He would have to adjust. But again, this is on the like Josh and stuff. Will they'll vet these guys properly? They would get, you know, I think they will make it known that whoever they bring in has to embrace NIL and do certain things. Like this job is not Texas A and M. It's not Virginia Tech. It's not Marquette. Like you would have to you you would have to do things differently for sure. Texas says. is Bud Williams the sweaty guy? He is. <laughs> Texas, two realistic candidates. <laughs> That's how he's known as. <laughs> two realistic candidates worth kicking the tires on are Dana Altman and Andy Enfield. Altman made a Final Four, and Enfield has made USC on the same tier as UCLA in recruiting an on-court success, despite being a much lesser job in L.A. Now, I do love Andy Enfield. You know I'm a fan of his. I thought he was the guy Indiana should have hired to begin with instead of uh, the Miller uh, back when they hired Miller. I think they can both really coach. I think Dana Altman is one of the most underrated coaches in college basketball. Yeah. I think he's got – there's some stuff in the background that would be – again, we are still a program that has been – Which is why neither of those names will probably be realistic, unfortunately. Enfield, I think, would be more touchable than, than Altman. He's not – I mean, he's still – He's not, but it's yeah. not the level of, of what happened at, at Oregon and what has happened no, in other but, places in Altman's he, past. But with those, I mean, but Enfield's been more NCAA issues than what Altman it has. has just been just garbage. Or not garbage, but just, you know – Bad stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, he's had some NCAA stuff. So. Yeah, but Enfield's been mostly NCAA. Plus, Enfield brings his wife. But to answer the text, I think both both those guys are good coaches. Yeah. And I think that, I think Andy Enfield has been rumored to be a candidate for a lot of jobs because he feels like yeah, maybe it's time for a little bit of a change. It is. He's 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 better than USC. He is. Texas, how do you think Shaka Smart would do here? I'm not I'm not huge on Shaka Smart being come in here. So I kind of get grilled on this a couple years ago because I thought Shaka would. Like I still sort of believe in Shaka. I think Texas is a a little bit of a difficult, more difficult place to win than people give it credit for. And I think he look early returns at Marquette are great. They didn't they got bounced in the NCAA tournament, but they were a two seed, won Big East dual championships. We'll see how it goes moving forward. Um, but I, I, I kind of like Shaka. I think he'd be a good fit here too culturally. I, I think that his like energy, like everything about him. The fan base would would eat up. He's definitely a basketball guy. I think the style is is something that we would embrace. But I don't. I mean, I know he was interested in 2018. I don't think he was a realistic candidate a couple of years ago. I don't know if he would be again this year. But also, it would be tough in Marquette. Now, I'm just being two years into it. He's. We'll see. Texas, who wins more games this year, Payne or an interim? <laughs> again, not a ridiculous question. I, think. <laughs> I will say Payne. Um, okay, I'll take dinner. <laughs> Texas says, Trevor, quote of the day, I'm wrong so much because I hate being right. <laughs> I, hate being, I hate when I'm, I'm wrong all the time, but I hate when I'm right is something I thought I said. Isn't that how I said it? 
I don't remember exactly. I thought I said I'm never right, but when I, I hate when I'm right or something like that. It was something along those lines. Uh, Plummy Bro won this character text. TJ, keep in mind the Amish football text was Plummy Bro number two because he's not a true loyal listener, unlike myself, as the Plummy Bro number one. Who knows what's going on with KRC these days? I mean, Plumley, there's like three of them, right? There's three, yeah. That's how we, that's why they got Plumley. There's the three brothers in that family. One of them's a teacher. Texture says, at this point, how can Josh Hurd talk to any booster and ask for money if it's not for a pain buyout? Every football game, every gala, every game day morning run. I think the issue is a lot of those boosters were very much in support of Kenny Payne. and They can't be still, right? No, but I think they're, also, they're not going to shell out money for like a buyout. For Kenny Payne. Now, some. So They're they, real friendly. With that's him. not everybody. Like, I think there are some notable boosters that, you know, were maybe not fully in support of the hire, but were willing to embrace it and were willing to support it, who now are very much on the, like, this is not okay bandwagon and would be open to talking about it. I mean, everybody wants the same thing at the end of the day. And I don't think the money is going to be an issue. I'll say that. Texas, did you notice the Louisville players throwing their hands up after they fouled with three seconds left? Was that in response to the crowd booing or because they didn't know why the F Kenny Payne had them playing like that? The body language was bad all night. Yeah. Again, like you can go back and listen to the rant at 3.30 if you want to. My biggest issue, I, I don't think that they're not playing hard right now. It's just everything about them, everything about their body language, just there's a lot of doubt right now. I think that they're like, is this really what we're supposed to be doing? Like, what are we supposed to be doing? I can see why this didn't work last year. I think you see a lot of that with the players. Texas, Kenny Payne is the worst coach in Division One and possibly Division Two. Okay. Again, but I will say this, the, uh, the, the, the people being like, oh, he's the worst coach ever to be hired. I'm sorry, no one's ever going to – no one's ever take, dropping Dave Bliss off the worst coach hire ever. Right, but if you're talking about just on-court stuff. Oh, on-court, well, then there's – Right now it's the conversation. There is some argument, yeah. I mean, I'd have to – I like to think there's probably. I mean, I just went over one Dixon's career at Coppin State. I mean, clearly it wasn't much better. He just dwarfed us and wins. Well, he, he won 11 in his third year. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> Texas says we gotta go quick here. Uh, who gets more negative calls or texts, KP or the Thornton's text line? <laughs> KP gets positive. He gets hundreds of calls about good things. We don't get as many calls. No. This is probably a good time when we don't take calls right now. Texas says the only way that KP can salvage any part of his reputation is to renegotiate his buyout and take a fraction of it to go away. I don't think that that's totally. Just, just I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't think that golf. that's. I don't think that that's totally impossible. I'll, just say, I'll leave it at that. Texas, why am I getting emails from U of L saying we are officially going to the AC championship game already? I feel like this is bad juju. I didn't get one of those. I haven't gotten one either. Ooh, I don't. I don't like that. I don't either. I don't. This this reeks of the Cubs fans getting all the messages about playoff tickets. Before they made it. Don't remember that either. Oh, it was everywhere. And they had ads on Twitter that were like, Cubs fans, like bought ads that were like, get your playoff tickets now. And then they did not make the playoffs. Texas says, how do kids like Reed Shepard and Travis Perry never consider Louisville? Well, Reed Shepard, I mean, had kind of a legacy thing going on. And Travis Perry's from the middle of the state. Yeah. yeah I don't know if you saw that yesterday. Travis, the all-time, the, the guy who broke King, Kenny, King Kelly Coleman's scoring record. Oh, is that, uh, is that, okay. He committed to UK yesterday. That guy also did play like he's playing, he's like in sixth year of high school to do it too. By the way, yeah, well, I mean, but he, not really. He played like as a seventh and eighth grader. So. Yeah, where King Kelly played three years, I think. Only. Is that right? Jeez. Yeah. Texas says, "Did I miss something?" And said, hey, "Here's the email that the the cards are officially headed to the ACC championship in Charlotte." Oh, I don't like this. Well, I mean, aren't we? I don't like this. Aren't we though official? Isn't, that, isn't it not official yet? No, were you listening at all during the show? Well, I know, but the tiebreaker barely. But the tiebreakers. I thought we pretty much had them locked up. I mean. That doesn't mean official. I guess you're right. 
There's no guess. No, we, we, we do not have anything locked up. No, I'm guessing. Texas says, if we win 20 games, can Trevor go back to watching anime with me? We win 20 games. I will, I will pay to have you and me done an anime version of us in a, in a show done. I think the next 17 texts. I will pay someone to anime us. You, me, Mike, you, uh, Crystal Plummer can be in there. Plummy Blow can come in. Uh, okay, I, quicker. Yeah. They're, we're all going to be turned into anime. I think like 17 of the next 20 texts are just people sending that email about, like, <laughs> about jinxing ourselves. I just see you we jinxed ourselves, yeah. yeah. Texas, the UK-UFL game will probably be noon at, on ABC or 3.30 on ABC ESPN. 3.30. I hope not. I hope it's 3.30. We did find out yesterday that the, the this Miami game that's at noon. We knew it was going to be noon. We didn't know what TV channel. It will be, be on ABC. Okay. That's good. Texas says, will Kenny Payne even make it to that DePaul game? Maybe not. Maybe he just doesn't want to see Dwayne Peavy. <laughs> Texas says, uh, we could also get the 8 o'clock slot for UK, right? The ACC Network crew has not been to UFL, I don't think. And our only competition for that is NC State and Virginia. Also, it looks like season ticket holders got an email about going to the ACC championship. It wasn't sent too early. Now we have been on the ACC network. The uh, what? What game was it? The I think Boston College was ACC network. Was it? And then one other game was also ACC network. But we have like yeah, I think when he started sales, we haven't had like a primetime ACC game though at home. Like we have like they had it in North Carolina this week and yada yada. I think that us being in the top ten though, we'll be on ESPN or, or ABC probably, which would lead me to believe that we will be probably the early one of the earlier games. Texas Trevor is so high trying to figure out what he wants to say in the middle of his bowl game ramble. I don't even remember. That's how it was. <laughs> I, was, I don't even remember what I was talking about. <laughs> Texas says, um, Texas says, Louisville's due for a home clunker. They are now due for a road sizzler. I like that that line of thinking. I just like to say, I'm wearing the sizzler. I miss it. We go in sizzler. We go in sizzler. Hey, you want to meet me at the sizzler? My treat. <laughs> Texas says a lot of fans were pretty mad when they heard that Purvis encouraged KP not to take to not take the job. My thought as we started seeing where things were going last year was that Purvis didn't do that because he didn't like Louisville. He likely did it because he knew what the results would be regardless of how he felt about Louisville. I would take I would take Purvis coaching his team right now. One of the most annoying things, and I, I said, you know, I went on my big rant today and said, I'm so sick of him kind of saying like they in regards to the players and not we us and throwing the players under the bus a little bit. I've also hated the repeated mentions of him that like he had to be talked into taking this job when this is a job that a lot of coaches would crawl across the country for. Like we had to beg him. Like we're exactly. talking about begging Patino to come back. We had to beg KP to take the job. Then, then don't take it. Like if you had to think yeah. that much about it, just, just don't take the job because you're, you're a guy who's never been a head coach before. who got offered the freaking head coach job at UofL. You should have been dancing to take the job. Yeah, that, that is, yeah, it's, yeah, I agree. Texas says, I took Steve's tweet about the crowd the other way. I thought he was calling out fans for not supporting the program. I think it was more of that. Probably more the of way. giving the fans a reason to show up. Texas, I understood. I understand why some fans would not want Owens or Moore since they decided to go elsewhere the first time. Yeah, I'll bring him in. I understand it. I don't agree, but I understand it. Texas says, Kenny does the Michael Scott thing where he starts an answer and doesn't really know where he's going. Oh, yeah. I, I, he does, and you know how I know? Because I do the same thing, and we can smell our own. Texas, I'd like to hear from the people who actually go to the Yum Center and pay to park and bought season tickets. Who are these sickos? They're not sickos. No, but they're just loyal. They're very loyal. And look, the fans who have been at these games the last two years have been loud, and they've been into it. Um, I mean, there hasn't – think about this. This is the lowest state in the history of U of L basketball program. We still haven't had a game where, like, fans have been booing or anything like that. Like, they, they've, the fans who are going have been very supportive. Yeah. We had booing on the Russ Smith night for Chris Mack when he went to shake hands, and I think that's because we had a lot of fans that aren't season ticket holders that were there and – we're, we're very upset. Texas beer muscles on a spirit child is not working, Kenny. 
What are we doing here? <laughs> Texas, if KP isn't the coach next year, how many players from the current roster stay for the new coach? I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't even care, yeah. Texas, unpopular opinion, but if Taylor Swift wasn't a superstar, she wouldn't be that attractive. She would be just a cute blonde chick with no butt. Uh, that's not an unpopular opinion. That is true. I think she's cute. That's like what was one of the jokes I, somebody t- I, was, I read somewhere where it was like, if Bieber wasn't famous, he'd just be that tool of the club that no one wanted to talk to anyway. I think that's most famous people. Yeah, pretty much. Texture says, uh, Mike, hear me out. Sean Miller is perfect for this type of program, even though he's annoying. I, just, I don't, I'm not a, I'm I think not, he'd be a good fit, but I don't know. If, I, don't, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm just not a big fan of his. So. Texas, Trevor went from asking us to think of Taylor Swift naked to thinking of him. <laughs> well, but I'm, but I'm clothed. Texas, if Jeff Wallace took over the men's basketball team, how many did they win? More. Yeah. More. Texas says, uh, at least making, at least, at least we make money watching the cars every time I see somebody talking. Taking the spread against Louisville, I kind of smile because I know they're getting the best. <laughs> I love the way that that's just being twisted in all different ways. It's so great. <sighs> Texas, I, I've heard of a couple old football recruiting targets playing in Texas, maybe heading our way. One of them with a 502 tattoo. Is there a fire to the smoke? Yep. I think so. See his ticket at email. See his ticket email. I think you did an emergency pod the week of the Ben Apudi's announcement in Vince Iray. Yeah, we did that. That was warranted. For sure. Texas, any love for Chris Jans at Mississippi State? Yes. I think Chris Jans is an incredible coach. I think, I think he's going to prove it at Mississippi State. Um, I think he proved it in New Mexico State, dominating. Look what happened in New Mexico State after he left. They've completely fallen apart. We'll see them next month. Maybe they'll get right against us. I think Jans is, is fantastic. I would wholeheartedly embrace taking him here. Texas, Mick Cronin currently has a $20 million, yeah, $20 million buyout that drops to $16 million after the season and in a gross up for Texas taxes, you're looking at paying UCLA $25 million to hire him. He's not a realistic option at that number. He is if you get a couple of people that want him. If I wanted him bad enough, yes. I wouldn't want him bad enough for that money, though. It, I mean, you, I'm, 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 I'm maybe a minority, though, McCronin. The big difficulty in taking him now is you you say we could have had him two years ago for a fourth of the price. The new deal definitely makes him more of an obstacle, but there are people that have that type of money that want McCronin. That's mm-hmm. all I'll say. Texas says, uh, no, Shaka sucks, no. And this says, love Scott Davenport, 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 Davenport. I like Scott Davenport. I just don't think he could. I don't think you have, I don't think he's right for that level of UVL job. Texas, we need Mario or Rudy on the sidelines for Miami and no, no way we lose. I would love that. <laughs> I didn't know that was the only Pink's listeners. <laughs> didn't, I not going to read that one. I know, but I, just, I didn't know that either. <laughs> Texas, the noon game uh, on ESPN and the 730 ESPN and ABC games are already locked in. Are they really good? Why they, why they defer four games then? Texas, will fans start showing up to basketball games with paper bags on their faces next? No, don't, don't do that, no. We did it with football. Uh, that's, that, I mean, I'm not, to me, it's just kind of played out, right? To do the bat. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just, it was funny in the 80s and 90s. It's just, it, it's, it seems just kind of a play, I guess, yeah, played out, really. Texas, that Swift take was absolutely atrociously wrong. What, that she's, wouldn't, if she was, no. she. I mean, she's attractive, but. She's not on Trevor's standards. I'm just saying, like, I, I people are like, Beyonce's so hot. I'm like, there are like 30 girls that are, you'll never know their names of that make Beyonce look like a dog. I don't. That's, there there no, are beautiful that's women true. out there that just aren't famous. There's hundreds, thousands, millions of them. They don't make Beyonce look like a dog. I think Beyonce's a little rated anyway. Is there anybody you think is properly rated? Jesus, you've got the highest standards of anybody I've ever met. Yes, I do. Texas says the third banner pod did a short on the Edgar Sosa shot against UK pass this past weekend. Brought back some really good memories. Uh, couldn't help but smile. I knew our program was in great hands and we were getting the best. Yeah, those were better times. No question about it. Uh, tonight, we've got college hoops. We've got NFL. 
It's all happening. I mentioned this game already, but 6.30, in about 30 minutes from now, we're going to have tip-off at Madison Square Garden. It's the uh, Martelli versus Patino. Oh, college basketball purists love it. Spaghetti will be flying everywhere. <laughs> Michigan versus St. John's. <laughs> FS1. to say, right? Yeah, probably. Okay. FS1 has the TV coverage. St. John's is a two-and-a-half-point home favorite in the Gavit games. TK, who you like here? I like Martelli. I do. You know I'm a fan of his. Um, but I, I got to go Patino on this one. I love look love Rick. I think Michigan wins the game. The spread's kind of go in St. John's direction too, so it's a little bit interesting. Monday night football tonight. Uh, we've got uh, the Broncos on the road taking on the Bills. Bills are an eight-point home favorite. TK, who you like here? Uh, Bills winning cover. I heard a great stat on the way here, real quick. That Josh Allen like seventy percent of the wins he has covered by more than ten points or more. Really? So if the Bills are going to win, they're probably going to cover. All right, I, I, I'll, I'll back you there. Bills win. Bills cover. Everyone have a fantastic Monday night. We're back here tomorrow with hopefully less negative hoop talk at 3 o'clock. Go Cards. Go Bills. Go Phil Martelli and Rick Martelli. <laughs> <laughs> Kentucky Atlas, only locally owned sports talk, 1450 and 96.1 FM, the Big X Sports Radio, WXVW, Jeffersonville.